We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on, everyone? Joe Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you. Off and rolling on this uh, Friday morning as we broadcast from our home base every Friday, the great Borgata, Atlantic City. Wonderful to be with you. It will be so for the next four hours. A lot to discuss, obviously, a lot around Joel Embiid and the news of uh, his injury. We don't know how long he'll be out, but we now know at least what it is. We'll get into that. The other three teams certainly on the table as well. A lot to do with you. We've got to wait nine more days until Super Bowl 58. But all of this will be with you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Rich Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello there, bud. Comets smell like rotten eggs. <laughs> Comets, uh, they've got traces of hydrogen sulfide, ammonia, sulfur dioxide, and hydrogen cyanide. Uh, They were all found when they examined this comet. It was called 67P, and then it had this Russian name back in 2016. They actually made postcards, commissioned postcards that carried the scent of that comet. That's wild. They took those those chemicals also and created the smell. Yeah, waste of time. And sent it out. And it smelled bad. Well, can I say this? Joel Embiid's knee, is it smells bad? Like, it's like, you know, like... It stinks. It stinks. It stinks! It's like Carson knee. Wentz. It stinks! Stinky All right, guys, let's get, let's get to the news first, and then we'll broaden out the conversation here. So if you're just waking up to it, here's what we know about Embiid's news, uh, knee, and then we'll get to what we, we, what we don't know. What we know is that ESPN and Adrian Wojnarowski are reporting, and I'll, and I'll read right from ESPN.com. Philadelphia 76er star Joel Embiid suffered a lateral meniscus injury in his left knee when Golden State Warriors forward, blah, blah, blah. You know, Kaminga fell, le- fell on his knee, fell on his leg uh, Tuesday night. Um, Embiid will be out through the rest of the weekend while treatment options for the injury continue to be explored. Sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that there is still uncertainty over how Embiid and the 76ers will move forward with a treatment plan for the injury, and options will be discussed over the next several days. That's what we know, at least according to the reports. What we obviously don't know is how long is he going to be out. Um, I mean, I'll say this. On first glance, you know, it certainly feels like it could have been worse. I mean, it's not a torn knee. It's, we're not hearing, you know, within the first two days he's out for the year. Now, maybe well, it he's is out part of his knee that's torn. The meniscus. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah by torn knee, I mean the ACL. But, um, I mean, John, it seems to be better news than we could have gotten. You know more about injury than anyone here. What do you make of this? No, it's, it's good news. Good. Uh, with, with all of the ligaments and things that could have been torn that can't be healed and that take a long time if you fix them, this is one of those that can take less time. Now, it can get complicated, especially when you're 7'2". That's right. So that does create a whole host of, of issues. But this is, this is good news. So how long – and we'll have a Novacare doctor on at 7 o'clock today to get more intel on this. But, John, what would be your guesstimate? Yeah. Of, it's I mean, very the, different. Again. Look, it's early February. Playoffs start in two and a half months. So, you, you know, you do have about 10 weeks to the playoff start. What would be your expectation, John, rough estimation how long he'd be out well they're i I think if they're ultra cautious we're talking about a month month and a half Ah, not so bad not so bad bad. all the swelling out and everything else look 
I can tell you from personal experience, yep. I have had both of my lateral menisci scoped out. Like both knees, yeah. both lateral menisci have been removed on my knees, like wow. most of them, because wow. that's what they used to do. They they just shave off what you tore. Yep. And the problem is that takes away some of the cushion, so they try to do that less now. I believe Joe Well, you know, back when he last had a meniscal issue, I think it was 2016, had dealt with something like this in the past. Uh, this is this is something that in the football world, guys, when, when I got my knees scoped, I got both scoped uh, – the, menis- the medial and lateral meniscus scoped and missed one week. I, I played I, – I missed the bye week. They also didn't care about you as much as they cared no, about you. Well. No, of course yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. But but this and is – And different nature. You know, you're not jumping not, as much as he jumps. Absolutely. That's a whole It diff- is so different. Whole different but I'm thing. just telling you, it's not a season ender. That's great. And that's it, – it, it does feel great because that they can great. go in and fix it in the here and now, and as soon as that swelling gets out of there – he can play. All right, look, so some pretty good news uh, out of the gate. Obviously, they'll have to manage without him for some period of time, but we know they're going to make the playoffs. You know, John's indicating very, 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 very likely he'll be back for the playoffs. But it's not easy for Joel. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm acting Uh-oh. like, oh, hey, this is going to happen. Yeah. That is an arduous journey for okay. Joel. Like, it. It, it's not all of a sudden he snaps his fingers and he's there and ready to go. This is going to be – he needs to control his weight. He needs to control everything else. He's going to have to get treatment every day and stay on top of everything. Yeah. And I believe that he will stay focused enough to do that. But it's going to be a real challenge. All right, look, so the Embiid injury thing, all of that on the table, and your reaction to that news and John's interpretation of it at 215-592-9494. Let, let's also get to today, you know, I feel like we're sort of at the uh, – we've, we've, we've crossed a threshold in Philadelphia sports, and that threshold is known – as not only the end of the Eagles season, but the dust having now settled. Um, the coaches are who the coaches are. The coaches aren't who they aren't. Guys are out. Guys are in. Sirianni's here. Season is definitively over. And it's a great opportunity for us now as a show, as a radio station, and with you at 215-592-9494 to, to look ahead, to ask you, you know, basically what are you ready to move on to? I mean, what, what is the thing you are most looking forward to in the coming months in Philadelphia sports. Because, look, we have the intersection of all four teams. There's no – I mean, it's not like the Eagles are off the table, um, but the Flyers and Sixers are actively playing. The, the, the Phillies obviously start, free, uh, start the, uh, spring training in, in two weeks, and then the season starts, you know, in, in believe it or not, under two months. Um, let's get to it here today at 215-592-9494, and we'll ask you what you are most – Looking forward to James Seltzer, first crack at it. What are you most looking forward to, my man? Um, Joe, you know me, man. The crack of the bat, the smell <laughs> of the grass, walking into my favorite place on Why the planet the ask? last two years. Why like, I, I can't ask? wait to be back at Citizens <laughs> yeah. Bank Park. I can't wait for a full season of Bryce Harper. I can't wait for a full season of real Trey Turner. Like, I'm really pumped about the Phils, man. Yeah, look, Phils are a big-time answer. And obviously... Probably the team that most people would say have the best chance to win a championship, you know, in the next 12 months, if you will. If you give every team a shot over their next season, Phillies, Phillies are probably the best team in Philadelphia sports. There's a lot to, to I mean, look, they kept Nola. That's great. I really hope they can figure out the Wheeler contract. Phil's a very viable option. John, when you think of the next few months, and there's a lot to go with here at 215-592-9494, what hits you? The Sixers can still win this year, Joe. Like I, I know that it feels 
early. Joel just got the news that, that this injury, we've got the definitive news. He is indeed injured. But the injury is not as bad as it could have been. Joe, I am confident this season is not over for the Sixers. Lateral meniscus doesn't that. mean yeah. end of season, period. The medical news is good news. We have to start looking at it that way. Could have been so much worse. I, our Sixers can emerge from the second round this year. Our Sixers can still add another star this year. They've got the draft picks. They've got the the leverage. They've got the the the, the you know the the. They've got the ability to do what we've been wanting them they to do, do for they years. Do. They, do. they can still do it this year. Joel going down, that was my worry. Joel going down meant everything else had to be put on hold. It doesn't. This is, this is four to six weeks. This is, this is Joel can come back and be full strength. Joel can come back and be in shape when the, the postseason is rolling. Nick Nurse is a great coach, and we see the results every night. Remember when we thought Tyrese Maxey couldn't play point guard? Remember when we yeah. were wondering, hey, just how good is Tyrese? Yeah. Tyrese is a star. Tyrese has turned into a, a, a bona fide, like, shock the organization. He's so good. Oh, All-star. Star. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Congrats on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last night he finds out he's an All-star and it's so officially. I mean, 25 points a game is unbelievable. He's year four. Yeah, and, yeah, and then he really goes out and further cements it by, by scoring right, 51 can I, can I, and leading I'll, us to a win. John, I want to react to something here. So you said something. And again, everyone can weigh in on all this at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So you said the Sixers have the ability to get past the second round, which I agree with. They also have the ability to lose in the second round, which is what I expect. I mean, look, I I am also intrigued by the Sixers, but it's well, my, you need it's an mild. attitude adjustment you know because what, this then, year is you know going to be better, different. This play, year, Joel's player. injury came a lot earlier. Oh, get it maybe out of the way. he's timing it up. Oh, better. get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Look, all of this on the table, and and what sort of you know has your mind right? I mean, look, my mind's in all these spots, obviously, but what has your mind right now as far as the next you know couple of months in Philadelphia sports? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I'll tell you what has my mind. It's the same team that has had my mind for you know most of the last six months, other than that Phillies October, which was super fun. And it's the Eagles, and it's free agency. It's March. I mean, guys, we are one month away, basically six weeks, if you will, um, to NFL free agency, which means Eagles free agency. And I'd say that the thing I'm most looking forward to, you know, up ahead. And, and by the way, let me be clear. When I say most looking forward to, it's not as much optimistically with the Eagles. I mean, looking forward to can be interpreted two ways. What are you optimistically looking forward to? Looking forward to also can just be a what are you going to find out about? I look ahead to the Eagles in March as a telltale, telltale heart of like, what are they going to do? And I, I want those answers. We found out the answers in the last week, what Jeffrey Lurie was going to do with the head coach and the coordinators. We got those answers. But I want other answers. I want to find out in March with free agency, are they going to put greater resources in linebackers and safeties? Are they going to organize things differently? Or is it going to be economically the same structure they've had? I want to know if they're going to cut Bradbury. I think they will. I feel pretty confident of that. I want to know if they're going to trade Slay. I kind of think they will. Now, I don't know. That one could go either way. You know, like, one of the things that goes with the Slay thing is, are you all in on 2024? 
or is 2024 a salary cap reset? You know, are, are you willing to sort of take a step back of talent, maybe get rid of some dead weight or deader weight than it used to be, take some hits on the salary cap, try for a 9-8, and eight, and, and just kind of reset things? Like, DeAndre Swift, are they going to pay him $3, 4000000 million a year, or are they going to let him go and cycle someone else in here? Um, Kelsey. I don't like the sound of this. It John. sounds like you're, you're planning on skimping on, well, I on mean, our football team. I, I mean, here's, that, John, that's here's, not good. That doesn't sound good to me. Here's no, one, I don't agree with no, you. I, I it, want but, Slay. But Slay's our best, our best DB. It, well, he's definitely not even best, close. He's definitely their best DB. He's one of the two best defensive players on the team. But here's another thing, and this could also dictate are you going for it or not. Kelsey. Is he going to be back? Cox, is he back? Brandon Graham, is he back? Or, or are they all gone? So you got, you got that real. I mean, there's a lot. There is a lot about the Eagles that I look forward to. We will get a lot of answers in March. So, like, all of this obviously on the table. Philly's probably the best team. Philly's probably the team with the best shot. Sixers have a shot. I mean, there's two different 76ers conversations, as I say it. Are they going to get past the second round? And... If so, can they actually be an elite team to, to win a title? Obviously, the Flyers, you know, it's about can they make the playoffs? And if so, what will they do there? All of this on the table as we broadcast from Borgata today at 215-592-9494. James, it wouldn't surprise me if many people listening or of the mindset you talked about, and it's not just the crack of the back, because, yeah, that's the beginning. You, you hear the pop of the glove, you know. You see those tapes on, you know, from spring training, you know, TV stations down there, and you hear JT catching a pitch from Zach Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. But really it's about, you know, getting to the summer and having a legitimate chance to have a great baseball team, which I think we got a great shot to have this year. But they got to figure some stuff out. Who's batting leadoff, the whole deal, blah, blah, blah. All right, all of it. 215-592-9494. Where is your mind at now as a Philadelphia sports fan? What you're looking forward to up ahead? What's top of mind for you? All of this and more at the ta- on the table at 215-592-9494. Plus, your chance to win some uh, Flyers tickets today. That and more on what's going to be a busy Friday from Borgata on 94 WIP. If you finally had enough of the frigid drafts coming through your windows and the frustration of higher and higher heating bills, it's time to fight the February cold with quality replacement windows from Window Nation. I know that I've had it and met with Bill from Window Nation yesterday. Bill's great to work with, John. Did my sunroom about a year ago. He does stellar work. Now is the time to replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles. Plus, zero down, zero interest, no payments for 24 months. Window Nation's professional installation teams have over 10 years of experience. Plus, they can install your new windows in one day or less and come with a lifetime warranty. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands of homeowners have trusted Window Nation for their homes, and you can too. With 50% off and zero down, plus zero interest and no payments for 24 months, you can't afford to wait. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Tell them Rhea and John sent you. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ah, well done, James. Well done. There's only two things about Groundhog Day I still can't figure out. One, why they do it. Although, candidly, I like it. It's just kind of a, a strange tradition. And two, I've never really been able to figure out, is it Groundhog Day or Groundhog's Day? I was, as I was saying Which it in my it? update, I, did, I was like, I Am believe I it's, it's, it's not plural. It's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. But why do so many people say Groundhog's Day? Because they're wrong, yeah, I guess. they're wrong. <laughs> people are idiots. I mean, it's I just know. one Groundhog, you know? It is just one Groundhog. But, James, they do change that. No, they uh, do. Look, we talk about with, like Happy New Year's year and Happy New Year, right? You know, That's people right. do Daylight that. saving, daylight savings. Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey. Yes, mm, yes. I don't know about that one. But. Chase Daniel, Chase Daniels. Yes. And what, which, about, yeah. what about Reese's Pieces yeah, right. versus Reese's? That's right. It's Reese's. It I, was intentional. I, I definitely rhyming. say Reese's, and yeah, I know it's, it's intentional wrong. internal rhyme. Reese's pieces. They did it on purpose. Reese's pieces. Why would you say Reese's? Reese's. It's Reese's. Reese's. Because I do. The guy's Sounds name better. was Reese. It's Reese, and it's possessive. Reese's. I'm a Reese Hoskins fan. Yeah. Well, well a different spelling. Well, same name. Same right, sound. Here's the deal. Speaking of, of Groundhog's Day, when you, oh, I said it myself. When you, um. When you call in today, you've got it because you know Groundhog Day is obviously a, a, a very unique. It's a great movie. Oh, it's an all timer. It is an all timer, and it, you don't get sick. I don't get sick of that movie for with some you. reason. It, it, I it's, agree. It's kind of special something. It's a it's a it's a great movie. The nineties had so many great movies. It, it really does. So I mean, many great movies. You can make a case Groundhog Day is not even in the top thirty of the nineties, and and I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I mean there were just so many great movies. But here's mm. the deal: um, when you call in today, because you know Groundhog Day obviously is a very unique and bizarre tradition um and we will uh give you uh up to minute action when the uh when the hog either does or does not see it i'm gonna call it a hog i like that <laughs> yeah when the hog does or does not see its shadow where i used to live we had lots of hogs man well when, in mechanicsburg pa yeah we had groundhogs out the wazoo yeah, like Philly, every probably not field as much. no like i guarantee like you've never really interacted with groundhogs. correct i have and they can be nasty. I would, man. I would tend and to. And they believe can it. be big. And I actually, I have a groundhog here in my yard that's been causing turmoil. Came with I, you from Mechanicsburg? I don't know, <laughs> but it's there. Wow. And it's it's creating problems. Like like they're pretty somehow cute, moving the soil so that I've got like real issues with my sidewalk. Wow. Oh. All right. Well, well here, here's the deal. When when you call in today, uh, because Groundhog Day is a unique tradition. We want to hear from you on what else is a unique tradition. The best answer by the end of the show, you're going to win, and this is a cool prize, a four-pack of tickets to see the Flyers and the Devils. This is all part of the NHL Stadium Series. Outdoor game happening in about two weeks, February 17th at MetLife Stadium up there in uh, northern New Jersey. Jonas Brothers, by the way, headlining a pregame concert. For tickets to this, you can visit NHL.com stadium for the uh, Stadium Series tickets. Here's the deal. Unique tradition. Groundhog might be the winning answer if it's not off the board, but it is off the board. Uh, Want to hear from you, 215-592-9494. In addition to everything we're discussing in Philadelphia sports and what you're most looking forward to up ahead of the next couple of months. Best answer, unique tradition, 
Put those thinking caps on, boys and girls. Richie, what do you think of when you think unique tradition? What hit you? Yeah, we keep it alive at my house. I'm not sure why it started. I think it might be uh, Amish tradition, but we eat pork and sauerkraut mm-hmm. on New Year's <laughs> every year. Or it, it, Pennsylvania Dutch I think that's Irish. Tradition. Is it? Do you guys uh, do that? On St. Patrick's Day, we, my mom would make uh, the sauerkraut and not pork, maybe ham, ham and sauerkraut. Yeah, we're pork and sauerkraut, yeah. and the idea is the more you eat, the more luck you have in the coming year. So it gets pretty disgusting. I'm yeah. sure it's <laughs> us. I am sure. Devin, when you think of a unique tradition, again, everyone at 215-592-94, best, uh, not to be the best unique tradition, but just what's a notable unique tradition, whether it's good or bad, Devin, um, when you think you need tradition, what hits you? Before a performance, you're not allowed to say good luck to whether it's an actor or singer yeah. or whoever. You have to say break a leg. That <laughs> is an odd one. That that's It always ex- feels weirdly violent. Yes. Like, I feel weird saying it. Like, does oh, that, break a leg. Does that go back? Okay, John, you're our resident smart guy. Is that, that John Wilkes Booth? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's a good That's a good, that's yeah, a good I don't know. Because it was a play and he did break his leg. I don't know. I doubt it. But, I don't know. But I mean. I'm sure. It no, might be. I, I doubt that's where it came from. All right. Well, someone, fit. someone help us out if you know that answer. 215-592-9494. Did break a leg come from John Wilkes Booth breaking his leg when Wasn't he fell? Wasn't lucky for him in the end. No, but he did accomplish <laughs> his objective. Yes, he he killed Lincoln. All right. Rhea, what's a unique tradition? So my grandma did this with me and my, my sisters and brothers when we were little, and I've continued the tradition, the light show at the Wanamaker Building. Every year. We I go don't to know a, that. What is that? Oh, my God. You, wow. No. Growing up here. So at the, in the Wanamaker Building, you go every Christmas. They have a massive light show on, on a wall. It's really old school. Hundreds and hundreds of people go to see it every year. And they, they run it like, you know, about a month before Christmas and a little bit after. Okay. It's, it's a great thing to start a tradition with your kids. Very nice. Uh, Seltzer, when you think unique tradition, what hits you? Yeah, weddings are great, right? You have a great time. You celebrate a marriage. And then you throw rice. Yeah. Why? Why are we throwing hard little pieces of rice at each other? It makes no sense. There are so many weird wedding traditions. Yeah. There I are. Just have to say. There are. Look, a lot of big answers here. Uh, I'm going to take one that uh, in December many Americans do, and that's the Christmas tree. I mean, it's I grab a tree and I. Except for you. Well, except for me. So, <laughs> so let me be full disclosure. I am not allowed uh, by city ordinance to have an actual live, living, why? real Christmas tree in my apartment. Uh, apparently, the higher up a a uh, apartment complex is you're not allowed to fire, for fire hazard. Yeah. So just get a fake one. I do have a fake yeah. one, and I didn't bother to put it up this year. But Christmas, all right, a lot of big answers. Give us the best answer. When but, you say it that way, it makes me mad at you that you I didn't bother to didn't. put it up. Wow. John, it's, it's Christmas, it's in man. A, it's in a box in my Aww. hallway, and I didn't, even, I didn't even do it. All right, give us a great <laughs> answer here, 215-592-9494. Speaking of answers, you can also answer today's Twitter poll question of the day as we were discussing in the first segment looking ahead to you know what's up ahead in philadelphia sports we ask you today's twitter poll question of the day and today's twitter poll question is brought to us by armin chevrolet the all-new 2024 chevy tracks it's arriving daily at armin chevrolet it starts at only twenty-one thousand four ninety-five. together let's drive visit armin chevy dot com all right today's question with all four teams on the table we ask you this what are you most looking forward to in the next few months in Philadelphia sports. We've got it narrowed down to four choices. A, and we're going to put them in alphabetical order by team. Choice A, the Eagles, with free agency in the draft in just the next couple months. Choice B, the Flyers, 
really two different things. Are they going to make the playoffs, which they were not expected to do but might do? And if so, you know, what kind of playoff run would they then go on? I mean, what do they got in the bag to try to make a, make a run, you know, come April and May and theoretically June? Should we see the Philly season? Everything that represents. And that, I'll even say, includes spring training, which obviously begins in two weeks. But then the season, the competition against the Braves, the whole thing, you know, with Trey Turner and Bryce Harper and Aaron Nola and Wheeler and Alvarado and all those dudes, the Philly season. And then obviously, Choice D, the 76ers in the playoffs, which in and of itself also represents really two different things. It's almost like the Eagles, 01, 02, 03, part of 04. Can they get over the hump? Those Eagles years, yeah, they were trying to win a title, but what they were also trying to do was just get to a Super Bowl, get over the freaking NFC Championship game, which it took them four tries to do, and they finally did. We wonder on the Sixers, can they, will they get past the damn second round? But also, contained within the Sixers conversation, much like the finding element of the Eagles back then, are they going to win a title? Can they go on enough of a run to make us proud enough and actually, you know, do this. Now, again, the MB news, to this point, it seems better than it otherwise could have been. I mean, he, he, we don't think he's out for the year. It's a meniscus tear. John's telling us he shouldn't be out for the year. And we await probably over the next, you know, two or three days how long the Sixers project him to be out. So all of that and more on the table at 215-592-9494. I hope he's not out. Yeah. Guys who play football are not out with that injury. I have seen guys with that injury in basketball yep. be out. I hope he's not out. There, there, there are still a lot of options yeah. that he can go find. There are avenues that he can use to treat this. It is not as bad as it could have been. I don't know for sure that he can come back and play. I, I know that we would have in the NFL. Yeah. I know that this is very positive. I feel very good with the news from yesterday, right. but it's not guaranteed he can come back. All right, so where do you sit on all this? Of course, you can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter, but also wait on the phone lines, 215-592-9494. And give us a big-time, notable, unique tradition. Best answer wins the four Flyers tickets to the outdoor game. From Borgata today, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, back with all the calls on 94 WIP. What's going on, Seltzer? Is this, is this the joke's on us? Uh, it's Groundhog Day, buddy! Look at you. I like James' style here. For anyone who did not see Groundhog Day, and shame on you, but maybe, maybe you're too young. Maybe, you know, I get it. If you're young, you didn't see it. Uh, this song is repeated many, many Many, many, many times. James, are we getting it every... No, I, I figured I'd just do it once for the okay. joke. I think right. it'd be a little redundant after That's that. That's pretty good. All right, let's go to the phones here. There's an awful lot to get to. What you're, uh, what you're looking forward to up ahead in Philadelphia sports, whether it's from an optimistic standpoint, or as I mentioned with the Eagles, it's not really so much optimistic, but just I'm curious to find out. You know, I, I mean, are they going forward in 2024? Or are they going to kind of reset things? I mean, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of unknowns in that regard. All right, let's kick it off with Pat. He's calling from Broomall this morning. Good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Wonderful, buddy. Uh, long-time listener, second-time caller. <laughs> Thanks for joining uh, us. So, uh, I guess my unique uh, holiday whatever. Uh, Doesn't have to be a holiday. It can be or, a holiday, but, you Okay. Know. Well, I went with holiday. I'd say the Mummer's Day Parade. That's a great answer. Yep. You know what I mean? Being from Philly, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's definitely weird, it weird, and it's definitely yeah. unique. Yes. Uh, and as for looking forward to, I'd say probably 
getting the Phillies back out on the diamond. Well, that's a big one. You I mean, I, I mean? think we're all looking for I don't know any Philadelphia sports fan that's not looking forward to that. Because I, I think this team has what it takes. It's just a matter of getting it, getting it going. Well, for sure. No, that's a big part of it. Pat, no, I hear you, my man. Appreciate the call. All right, so let me, let me ask everyone here. Are we over last October's end? Yes, I, I am. am. And, I, and I, was, you were, I was very disappointed on how they – but, yeah, I'm, I've moved past it, and I'm excited about the start of the season. Me Devin, too. Where are you at on that? I think I've moved past it just because we've experienced so much <laughs> more uh, Philly sports pain and turmoil since then. For me to get really excited and fully back in on the Phillies, though, I want them to make a move. And I know that they still have time, and, and they hopefully likely will. But I, I just feel like they need one more piece, like whether it's another starting pitcher, a reliever, another bat. Like, I need them to do something for me to get fully back in. James, it really has been for any team, whether you're a really good team or a really bad team, it's been an unusually quiet offseason of moves. I mean, they retained their own in Aaron Nola. They let go who we pretty much knew was going to be let go in, uh, in, in Craig Kimbrell. And they signed. Who was that random guy they signed recently? Kobe Al- <laughs> Colby Allard. And he's their most notable acquisition, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Look, and, no I- one ever, and no one ever heard of him before. Well, yeah, yeah. He's he's wow. not a real deal. Out, you know. He's well, I've like never a, heard of uh, him before. I mean, maybe I saw him pitching a game, but I certainly didn't remember the Kobe. No, Allen no, experience. I agree. I agree. He's like a former failed top prospect type guy. John, but, are you are you? So well, is he like our? Fifth no, he's, or no, he's a, not, not even that. Bullpen. He's a he's a probably won't make the roster guy. Just oh not <laughs> like a non guy. <laughs> oh, my wow. point exactly. I All right, I'm not I, excited I, about I, the Phillies anymore. I right. but, hold up, hold to... up, hold up. The Phillies spent. A ton of money the last few off seasons. Oh, like, I know. And I, like, I think they're in good shape. Like, I don't think you have to make a splash every off season. Like, they have a really good team. I think that you know they're they're battle tested, and bringing Nola back was huge. I think they still have a move or two left, but I, like, I'm I expected to be more disappointed with the off season than I actually feel. So I you're did. okay with them just running it back? I feel yeah, like I mean, given they, the way they came things with, ended, I just they need, came like, within one, one game move. of going to the World Series. You know, I, I like. And then I, they broke our hearts. <laughs> all right, J- J- James, let me ask you this I question. Think also, I'm, I'm, just for what it's worth, I think they're maintaining flexibility for trade deadline type stuff. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. James, I'm, it's incredible. I'm blanking right now. So, Wheeler, hopefully I don't blank and beat the hammer when I go for 200 Ooh. above 500 an hour mm. from now. All right, Wheeler, Nola, Ranger, Taiwan. I'm forgetting who's number five? Christopher Sanchez. Sanchez, yeah. Oh, Christopher oh, Sanchez. I forgot about him. I love Christopher Sanchez. Big Sanchez guy here. So they're just going to like, hey, uh, Taiwan, you're ripped. No joke. joke, That's like a top three rotation in baseball. Oh, I believe it because Christopher Sanchez is better than most fives. Yeah, they they have a really good rotation. I think they have a top five rotation at worst. And, you know, they've got a top five-ish lineup, too. So Taiwan, though, that's got to be a little awkward. Like, John, I remember when Wellborn years ago, 20 years ago, he ripped Andy (laughs) Reid. And you just knew, all right, well, this is the end of the John Wellborn experience in Philly. They're going to get rid of him. We knew he had a plan. Oh, Oh, he had a plan, and and they got rid of him. There's no doubt. Even though he had played very well against Warren Sapp in a couple big playoff games. like He was a good player. He was a good player, but he ripped Andy Reid. I don't remember what he ripped him about, but he went public. He ripped Andy Reid, and that was it. There was something with the GM. Wasn't it something with Modrak? Uh, maybe I would think it would be Heckard at that point. It, Modrak was the I, – I didn't know Modrak, yeah. but Modrak, that name, the only reason I know it is because he said it so much. Yeah, well, so here's the then, deal. So the Phillies are like, hey, come on into spring training. Welcome back into our clubhouse, Taiwan Walker, even though you took an <laughs> Uzi 
publicly to the to the manager after the season. I mean, that's got to be a little awkward, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I these things are managed. James, somehow. what did he Those say time again? Heals James, all wounds. James, remind us what did Taiwan Walker? It, it was on social media, right? Wasn't he blasted Rob Thompson well, for he, not? He, using he was liking tweets. Yeah, he, he was, was liking yeah. tweets. Like people tweets. were saying, "Should he use Taiwan? Why is he on the roster?" That whole thing. He was liking. How about this. How about how about Taiwan Walker be a better pitcher this year, and then the manager will use him? It's not like the manager didn't want to use him if he pitched better. The guy, the guy was he stunk down the stretch. I mean, come on, man. All right, let's go to Kyle. He's calling from South Jersey. He can weigh in on all this at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Hi, Kyle. How you doing, guys? Good. What's man. up, Kyle? So I uh, with the Eagles. I'm just I definitely am optimistic. Looking forward to the season. I'm excited to see the change with the coordinators and the potential of an offensive coordinator maybe <laughs> tailoring the offense towards Jalen's game. Um, we obviously saw him get away from the RPO, so. I just feel like that's something that was successful that he thrived in, and I'm looking forward to possibly getting back to an offense that's more tailored around the weapons that we have. They got they got to do better, man, and and I think it'll be different, Kyle. You know, Chris Long actually spoke about that recently. We'll we'll get to that audio in a moment, but I think we're all anxious to find out if they try different stuff, will Jalen be good at it or not? And hopefully, he's really good at it. But we'll, you know, time will tell. Um, and then the. For, I, of course, the first caller takes my uh, tradition. I was going to say Mummer's Parade, but going to an animal tradition, the presidential turkey pardon. You know, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good answer. Featured in the West Wing. John, are you going to get back to the West Wing? Yeah. Good for you, man. But I think I'm going to like put it off to annoy you as long as <laughs> possible. Whatever you want, man. That's, that's, your, that's your loss. When do I have until... You don't have like, to, no, it, when do you have until May, I you looked can at, start I, watching? I looked it up this morning. I don't have my notes in front of me. I looked it up this morning. I think it's May 20-something. Mm. Oh, you know what? Actually, I got it in my phone now that I think about it. I put it in my phone. I loved what Chris Long said yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's, let's get to that. There's a lot of audio of Chris Long here to get to. I am eligible to watch the West Wing starting May 24th. So let's get to some Chris Long audio. That's a long time. That's longer than I thought. That's good. I, I feel better. I thought, I thought it was going to be May. May twenty fourth. Yeah, May. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that's the end of the school year. The kids, the oh. kids will be in school <laughs> for the rest of the school year Brutal. until you can finally watch West. And Wing now again. we all know what Joe's going to be doing Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hunker down. That's right. And by the way, I have. And I'm, this, I'm not making this up. This is true. I have watched the West Wing with my little DVD player on the beach before. Oh my gosh. So I'll I'll, I'll bring. You know, if I have earphones or whatever, West Wing, like you got to put, you got to put, um, I don't call it a tarp, but you got to put like something in front of you. Might be a hat, might be the. Uh, right, because the glare the, the and glare. the sun. Yeah, you have to use the towel, whatever I'm yeah. trying to say. What, what's, what's, so you try to build the inside on the beach <laughs> when you're outside. <laughs> yeah. Rather than enjoy yeah. the outside, you want to build the inside and watch the West. great I, I, indoorsman. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's get to some audio of Chris Long from his podcast. He said a number of things notable this week about what the Eagles offense could look like under Kellen Moore and some stuff on Jalen Hurts. Let's start with the first of the, of the things he said. Um, number one there, James. We'll go in order. One, two, three. Here's Chris Long on what Kellen Moore um, will bring to the table as the Eagles offense coordinator. You look at who Kellen Moore is. In the same vein of me laying out schematically who I think Vic Fangio is, I think he's a West Coast guy that puts a twist on it. When you think West Coast offense, you think of Dinkin and Duncan, you think of the short game, you think of quick release, um, a run game that marries with the pass concepts, um, and you see that so often with some of these West Coast tree guys. 
But don't get it twisted. This guy is not a dink and dunk guy. You know, he's going to take shots vertically. He prefers having that element in his his game plans. And I think that's a good thing. And it's not going to be music to people's ear in Philly who were screaming all year about short game. I think he's going to have those elements in his offense. You know, he's going to have hots. He's going to have uh, easy answers for quarterback. But I also think having that vertical element will make them look more like 2022. I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I certainly hope so. John, it's just going to be a more complete, like, NFL-style offense that, that has the right answers. I, I take solace in the fact that 2022, his last year in Dallas, he and Dak Prescott you know, at the helm, they were number one against the Blitz. Uh, you know, they, they, that really matters. Like, that means you went in, you, the wide receivers and the, the quarterback, they were on the same page. They were looking at coverages the same. They knew if we get this, then it becomes this. And, and they executed to perfection. That takes good coaching. That takes good planning. That takes good teaching. And that's what we're hoping for from Kellen well, Moore, yeah. at, at the same time, he must run the football while developing our quarterback as a passer and developing our quarterback as an under center passer. Yeah. He needs to stay with the run more than he ever has before. Like he needs to be uncharacteristically run heavy for Kellen Moore because that's the way this roster has been built. Well, let's, you know, get to this next piece of audio because it's interesting, John, what you just said and, and, and alludes to what many think that historically Kellen Moore has not run the ball enough and that he won't run it enough here. Chris Long actually sees it quite differently. Let's listen to what Chris Long said. I think one positive is you want to look more like the team that ran the ball. He's going to do that. You know, that's, that's his bread and butter. I mean, he loves 12 personnel. He loves to pound the rock. They love to have a ground control element to that offense where, where Kellen Moore was in Dallas, like, that was a big part of it. I think you'll see a better run game with Kellen Moore. At the very least, the passing concepts, the fit with Jalen, that remains to be seen. You know, the Jalen thing, we'll get to that in a second. But, John, do you think Chris Long is misreading Kellen Moore's past? Or do you think from Chris Long's experience as a player and now an analyst? Well, that... what does a better run game mean? How good was our run game last year? Like, last uh, By the last way, I need, season. Seltzer, I need a definition on what last year is. Is last year the 2023 Eagles? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I, because, I guess so, yeah. Well, it just gets weird because we still I'm got an active you, NFL season. I'm with you, I, I can never figure it out in January and February when the team's eliminated. Is last year last month or is last year 13 months ago? I don't know. All right. I think you're overthinking it. Well, no, this bothers every, Joe, every I'm with year. You this bothers me. I'm with you hundred percent, Jeff. Played. Okay, because it's just you know the, the season's still going on. It just happens to be the Eagles aren't Not in it for us. Not the for last you. season played for our team. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, they became much less effective. That's clear. You know, if you notice at the very end there, it all almost sounded like Chris Long perhaps was expressing some doubt about Jalen if they ask him to do different stuff. He, he sort of alluded to it. Let's listen to more of Chris Long on, on Jalen Hurts because he does put a lot of what this offense ultimately will be, good or bad, next year with Kellen Moore on Hurts. Now, to be clear, Chris Long also puts some of this, what it'll be good or bad, related to Hurts on past Eagles coaches and how they have coached Hurts or have not coached Hurts properly. Listen to this. This is some interesting stuff from Chris Long about Jalen Hurts. Motion, I do think, is something that he cannot afford to meet Jalen in the middle on. 
I think they need a lot more pre-snap motion in this offense, and I think you'll get it with him. Like when he was in Dallas, they were 13th in motion in pre-snap motion. When he was in LA, they were seventh in pre-snap motion. Philly is 30th in pre-snap motion. That's something we talked about this year at length. So I, I think if you're looking in the column of maybe it doesn't work out, it's not because his scheme doesn't have value. I think I think you, you look at a couple of these variables and you say, I just don't know. I just don't know how, how that would work out. Like it, if Jalen struggles under center, is that going to be an impediment to him? If Jalen wants a static picture and doesn't want motion pre-snap, is that going to be an impediment to him? But I'm pretty sure all this has been discussed. So it'll be interesting to see how much of that is Jalen's unwillingness or inability to do those things and how much of it is just they haven't committed to it and truly gone through the process of grooming him to be a little bit different. And so I, I'm, I'm interested to see how those things manifest. What's your reaction to that, John? Holy cow. A lot in there, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, when he – the quote was, he cannot afford to meet Jalen in the middle on pre-snap motion. He's talking about Kellen Moore. Yep. He, Kellen Moore, cannot afford to meet Jalen in the middle on pre-snap motion. Force him to do it. After saying that Kellen Moore, you know, was at the top of the league, whatever the number was, he said seventh in pre-snap motion or something along those lines. Uh, this is a lot to chew on. If Jalen's the reason that, that Nick was not using pre-snap motion, if Jalen, you know, if in those meetings, hey, Jalen, what do you like? If he's saying every week, I hate the pre-snap motion because it changes what the defense is doing, and I'm not as confident with where to go with the ball when they're, you know, w- when everything's in flux as it's right, snapped. Right. That's understandable. Uh, the, if the quarterback prefers not to have motion, then you can't blame Nick Sirianni as much as we were for not having motion. That's right. You know, I faulted uh, Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni for their simplistic scheme uh, all season long, for their lack of hot reads and sight adjustments. And, and uh, it's possible when you hear it like this, which is not necessarily from the horse's mouth, but from a mouth who's closer to those who are closer no to the horse's mouth. No question. Seems... Like, a lot to take in, and it does make sense. Like, it, what other reason can you provide me that would be uh, – why would it be smart to not have right. motion? Why That's would right. it be smart to not try to throw a defense off? Yeah. Why would it not be smart to, to try to manipulate a defense's eyes with motion? Uh, I guess – if the quarterback doesn't like it, that's a good reason. Well, listen, I mean, we'll, we'll take your reaction to what you just heard from Chris Long and obviously what, you know, you sense is up ahead with the Eagles and Hurts and Kellen Moore in the offense as it relates to what we've seen with Hurts when he was, you know, under the tutelage of Sirianni and Brian Johnson. But there's absolutely – I mean, it, this offense, its simplicity should not be blamed as much as I was blaming it on Nick Sirianni. Like, if this is true. If, if, it's if in those meetings Jalen's saying, I don't want pre-step motion, then I am way in the wrong. I am, I am so off color, off, you know, off base wrong, yeah. to be blaming Nick Sirianni. Well, look, we'll, we'll take your reaction. 215-592-9494. Of course, all these topics, including, you know, sort of with the transition away from the Eagles season, which is 
clearly definitively over now. Um, and, and the dust has settled on the coaching stuff. What are you now looking forward to as a Philadelphia sports fan? Let's go to Ron in Monco. What's going on, Ron? Hammer. Ron. Ladies and jelly beans. Wow, you just put Richie in the ladies category. I like that. Yeah, he's well jelly done. Bean. Yo, how's the head looking, Richie? I, it, it's funny. You don't see it. when <laughs> You don't see your own head. You just see the reaction that everyone has. I do, and I appreciate the reaction. People seem very pleased. Okay. All right. Well, look. You know what? I'm I'm done with the with the birds till next year. I, <laughs> I, I you know what I mean. I called to change the subject. You'll be fired up in March and April. I know, Ron. But go well, ahead. I got to drop a bomb here, dude. You, you know, drop, and, drop a bomb. Well, you know, I got that. I got this uh, super duper crystal ball of mine. I got from Radio Shack. Okay. The Phillies don't make the playoffs. Oh, come on, Ron. And I'll explain. Okay. It's, it's simple math. <laughs> if they do make the playoffs, they're going to get knocked down the first round. Okay? So they go into, let's say they get the third wild card. It doesn't matter. They're going to get knocked right out. Ron, Ron, I want to say, Ron, it, Ron, I want to say something before you continue. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Go ahead. I need to hear from some, someone listening right now, 215-592-9494. Please refute Ron's preposterous uh, here comment go. here, 215-592-9494. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're calling in your little minions. Out there. Yeah, hey, I, need, I need some support. They haven't started calling in the cavalry. Well, what, what why are you thinking this yeah, way? why are you okay, thinking this Okay, it's real simple. Richie, they don't have the pitching. They flat out don't have the pitching. How do you they don't figure? even have half the pitching they need. Ron, okay. they got Wheeler and Nola and Ranger as the That's, top three. Okay. What's wrong with that? Two? So what are you going to do? You're going to play two uh, bullpen games a week? Come on, guys. Well, I mean, Ron, it's not like Taiwan Walker's a bomb. I mean, what are you talking about? You have five what, starters, what are you gonna Ron. Do? You're going to spot it. Mick Let's Abel have... is another arm who's coming up. Christopher Sanchez last year was a revelation. And like, by the way, he's our fifth starter, and he – He's way better than a number five. And, Ron, I don't love the bullpen, but they got some arms there. They got Alvarado. They got that uh, Hoffman guy. We'll see if Sir Anthony can bounce back. I mean, come on. You're going to get a – listen, listen. You're going to get a really good year out of Wheeler because he's smart, and he's going to come breathing fire because it's a contract year. And he just saw what Nolan – Aaron Nolan just got. So he's going to do the same. He's going to come, you know, kick an ass and take – So you think Aaron Aaron Nolan falls apart? Oh yeah, he's the he's a powder puff. He's a five hundred pitcher. That's all he is. Oh, Ron, you you disgust I'm me. Sorry, give give guys, me I'm other than you. your ridiculous phone well, call. Give minute. me a what unique tradition. With, what are you going to do with Barney Rubble up in leadoff? You going to leave him up there, or are you going to put him where it belongs, down in the four spot? They've won a lot of games. I mean, I would probably move him, but they have won a lot of games with him. By the way, Barney Rubble, I kind of like Barney Rubble. Well, he's listen. I'm sorry. I, I'm 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 going to be watching every game. You think he looks more guys. like Barney Rubble than Fred Flintstone? No, yeah, he, he looks, runs like seriously. Barney Rubble, dude. Hold on. Barney and Fred run the same. <laughs> Barney and Fred run the same. Ron, you nah, think little, you you think Kyle Schwarber looks more like Barney than Fred? <laughs> well, he. He runs funny. He's funny looking <laughs> when he runs. How's that? Well, Anyways, so, thank God so, you're not on I TV. Would, you think, I, I, man, think what I, you'd I look like. It. Listen, I look forward to my t- my, my Phillies every year, even if they stay. Right. But I'm telling you, 
they're just not going to make it. They don't have. Ron, it. give me an answer you know for you, I, Joe. You know what happens? What they shut, they shut the the board and the CEOs. They shut the money off. That's what they did. They All shut right, the Ron, money. Give me a unique tradition. What is it? I have this dartboard with your face on it, right? <laughs> and, and before I leave the house every morning, you know, I just throw twelve All darts right. right at that. All right, Ron, you have a good weekend, buddy. All right, pal. What, See a, you, what, Ron. A, what a breath of fresh air, Ron. That was. <laughs> but wow. for, for Ron and everyone else, the Phillies, the last two seasons with Kyle Schwarber leading off for 132 and 99, without him leading off for 45 and 48. Yeah, yeah. All right, James, let me. let me. So his call was obviously preposterous. We all know that. But let me ask this question What, James, concerns you the most with the Phillies? Again, I'm not entertaining Ron's thought process that they stink. But what is, in your opinion, James, the greatest concern as we look toward the 2024 Phils? Uh And again, like I'm, I think the roster is pretty good. I, I think, like you pointed, and don't say injury. We all know anybody. No, 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 can of, get course, of course, of okay. course, of uh, course. I think you know. The, you mentioned I think they could use one more arm in the bullpen. Like a, I think bullpen rolls. You know, like who's the closer? Having a closer, you know, setting that up and not having to use Alvarado all over the place or this or that. I think that's a concern for me. And uh, honestly, be- bench depth. You know, like we saw it play out in the playoffs, like a right-handed bat who could play the outfield, like I think is an important addition. Tell me so, if this but is, it, but it's James, again, it's on the edges type stuff. Yeah, I get. I right, tell me if this is, and God, I love him, love him, but tell me if this is a fair answer. Rob Thompson in the postseason with big decisions. I mean, obviously, we've seen that the last couple years, yeah. so you have to say it. But I right. I, I mean, it's got to be absolutely, absolutely. But the I, I am in. Well, is he I'll a two whoppers the no last doubt. couple of years? No Matter of fact, three. Because I'll put he last year Rojas and Kimbrell. Well, and I could t- say four. Kirkering two in those games. But regardless, what I will say about that that makes me encouraged is, and we played the audio a bunch of times on this I show. Know. Like I was encouraged by what he said after. Like he admitted defeat. He admitted fault. And I think if you, I agree, it's a concern until he gets in the playoffs and doesn't do that. That's the record. But I'm encouraged about it. All right, look. Good morning to all on this Friday morning, early February. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 WIP, and it is Groundhog Day. And as Rhea referenced earlier, that, you know, phrase can be used in more ways than one today because with Joel Embiid's injury, it's Groundhog Day again in, a, in another sense. So here's the news on Joel yesterday. We know some news. We don't know all of it. What we do know is that Embiid has been diagnosed with a uh, lateral meniscus injury in his left knee. We know, you know, he, he's not going to play in the Sixers next game. Yeah, well, we already knew that. We, uh, we know, courtesy of the ESPN.com article, and Adrian Wojnarowski all over this from yesterday, uh, and I'll read right from ESPN.com. They, they, they write, uh, Embiid will be out through the rest of the weekend while treatment options for the injury continue to be explored. Uh, Wojnarowski goes on to say, there is still uncertainty over how Embiid and the 76ers will move forward with a treatment plan for the injury and options will be discussed over the next 
several days. All right, for more on this obviously very big story in Philadelphia sports because, you know, we all need Joel in the playoffs, and we're certainly hoping he'll be available for the playoffs. And John's telling us he thinks he will be. Uh, let's turn to the Novacare injury report. And Dr. Uh, Photius Jumacaris of the uh, Rothman Orthopedic Institute in Cape May Courthouse, Egg Harbor Township, and Manahawk in New Jersey for his assessment of what this could all mean and perhaps how long Joel will be out. Let's talk to Dr. TJ. How you doing, Dr. TJ? Doing great, guys. Good morning. Well, good morning. morning Doc. So we're doing better than we could have been because, you know, we didn't find out right out of the shoot he's out for the year. Um, you're going to know a lot more about this kind of stuff than we do. So what does the information that came out yesterday, what does it mean? Well, this is a knee that he's um, had an injury in before. And so when you have an MRI of an athlete who's already had a previous meniscus injury or even meniscus surgery, they can sometimes be tough to interpret. And so that's probably why there's a little bit of uncertainty as the best course forward here. So it could mean that he has a recurrent tear of the meniscus. It could mean that the meniscus continues to look a little abnormal from his previous injury, or he could have exacerbated sort of an underlying sort of meniscus degeneration that's been going on on that, on that area from that hyperextension injury that he had the other evening. So it's going to be probably a week-to-week and day-by-day just to see how his knee responds after that injury. Doc, could you explain just exactly what you mean? The fact that the meniscus was injured before and then it was treated before. My experience with a meniscus was when mine tore, they just shaved the part off that was torn. Is that the process that Joel received when this knee was injured the last time? And if so, doesn't that mean that he's got less cushion in that knee to start? And how does that affect how they deal with this injury now? So, yeah, I believe he may have had a meniscectomy. That's called a meniscectomy, where part of the meniscus is shaved off. And so Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. That means that there's less cushion that would be in the knee. Now, had he undergone a previous meniscus repair where there's stitches in the meniscus, that can always cause a meniscus to look a little abnormal by MRI. So if Mm -hmm. he has less cushion in the knee, then that can cause swelling in the knee. And any time you have an injury or you're pounding on that knee or twisting or turning and, and doing impactful activities, and that can cause increasing swelling, bone bruising, and things like that that could keep an athlete out for a little bit of period of time. So you're absolutely right that depending upon that prior treatment, it affects sort of how your knee is going to behave going forward. And the lateral meniscus on the outside of the knee is a lot more prone to putting increasing pressures in the compartment of that knee than it is the medial meniscus. The lateral meniscus is a much more important shock absorber of that compartment of the knee. How much harder is it to treat? A meniscus when the patient is seven two. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot harder, and especially seven two, and and does a sport which is known to sort of predispose people to articular cartilage injuries and the like. So he's seven foot two, easily over you know maybe around three hundred pounds or more, and constant impact on that through an eighty game season or more mm-hmm. uh, puts increased stress across that joint. So it's going to be about limiting minutes limiting the impact across that knee, and really seeing how it responds over the next couple of weeks with regard to swelling, how his muscles recover, and how he's able to keep that fluid out of the knee so he can improve range of motion, strength, and stability. And then is this something that can potentially be treated in ways that were never imaginable 20 years ago? You know, new ideas with stem cells and PRP and things that, you know, weren't even legal in the U.S. when I was playing football. 
Uh, they can do things now that are less invasive than shaving away the meniscus that can actually be more beneficial, heal Joel. But what's the time frame for things like that, Doc? Yeah, you know, those treatment options are always on the table, whether it be something like platelet-rich plasma or stem cells, although we don't know whether or not that would cause, you know, quote, healing of that meniscus, and that's still up for debate. We have things on the horizon that aren't really yet developed, like meniscus implants and things like that that can substitute for lost meniscus tissue. But right now it seems like the, the, the focus is going to be more managing his condition as opposed to sort of definitively treating it. So those things are 100% on the table. And that's going to be going to vary depending upon how his knee responds to that. Because oftentimes when you do something like a platelet-rich plasma injection, you get this inflammatory phase that happens over the first week or two post-injection, and then you start to get some sort of healing response beyond that. So, so it's going to be you know a week kind of to week kind of timeline based mm. on how his wow. knee's swelling and strength, etc. Doctor. Ahead, Do you now. think that's more likely that they go they go at this in the week by week approach with the newer you know stem cell PRP things or go like the the old school way would have been let's just get this out of the way we're going to do that scope and shave it down so it's smooth now but then it's done and and then he once the swelling's out it's fixed you're are, are, do you believe they would opt for the less invasive ongoing process over that one-time thing? You know, it's hard to speculate, but I, I would say that because he's had a previous surgery, because he's had a previous injury on that meniscus, that, and because it's the lateral meniscus over the medial meniscus, that oftentimes you're going to be taking a way more conservative approach and mm. probably avoiding surgery if you can, and taking mm. that week-to-week approach would be my guess. And if he can't progress, then maybe, you know, surgery becomes an option. But then, like you guys know, it, that pushes you closer and closer to the playoff season, yep. and, that, and that certainly compromises that. So. Dr. Uh, Fotius, uh, Jim McCarris here with us. Novacare Injury Report, of course, uh, Dr. TJ uh, Rothman, uh, orthopedic surgeon. So, so, Doc, let's get to this. It sounds like you're saying that there – and I know it's hard for you to know entirely because you're not treating him specifically, but it sounds like you're saying there is a chance he will miss the rest of the year, that that chance exists, that he could miss the playoffs. True? I think there's always that chance. But I think with meniscus issues, many times you can get athletes to kind of push through and, and see how they respond. And, and, and these guys are, you know, training every day, getting some of the best medical care around. And so if anyone can sort of make a recovery, it's, 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 it's guys like this with good muscle strength and, and uh, you know, really attention to detail on the rehab program. So what do you think is a reasonable time frame for how long he might be out? So, I, you know, it depends. So three to six weeks would be, I think, reasonable, or he could take the, they could take the approach where you sort of see how he is week to week. You see how his knee responds in practice and, and play some limited minutes, and it's almost like episodically you pull him here and there to give him some rest. So sure. um, it, it's really one of those two uh, treatments. You know, right. it, it, it's different than high school or college athletes where, you know, the timetable is a little bit different. And, Doc, we have seen Joel before – struggle when trying to play through injury he struggles with the pain he gives it a go but it's not the full joel is this a scenario if he's back this year is he going to be playing with pain more than likely he will be because that's he's got less cushion in the knee and maybe that's a confusion in the bone yeah so more one, one more here doc obviously what we care most about is the sixers and april may and this thing they haven't touched since so one called june but after that are the Olympics. Do you see a scenario, and, and he's eligible to play for the United States. He's now a U.S. citizen. 
Do you see a scenario where he cranks it up, gives it whatever he can for the Sixers in the postseason, and then does not compete in the Olympics for the United States because then they deal with more treatment after the regular after the playoffs are over? That could definitely happen. If his knee continues to bother him through the playoffs and then, you know, the playoffs are over and he might at that point decide, hey, I need surgery to get back for next season. Yeah. But again, if it's a meniscectomy, let's say that's the treatment plan. He may decide to go through the Olympics and then have that done. And within four to six weeks after that, just start the season a little bit delayed, too. So there's a couple scenarios. If it's if it's a meniscectomy where they're just shaving the meniscus tissue where you know, that timeline could be a little bit hastened, a little bit faster. Yeah. Uh, look, Dr. TJ, again, uh, for all information about Dr. TJ and, and everyone with, with Rothman, you can get to uh, RothmanOrtho.com, RothmanOrtho.com, all part of the NovaCare Injury Report. Doc, we really appreciate your expertise here today. Thanks, pal. Thank you, guys. I love all your right. show. Listen every day. Oh, thank you so it. much. Thanks, Dr. Thanks, TJ. Right. How about that? Very, very cool. 215-592-9494. All right, so that – that report indicates, you know, this thing's still very much up in the air. I mean, even though we, the initial report, Adrian Wojnarowski, it's like, all right, well, he's not going to play this weekend. You know, that gives the impression, and, and, and hey, reevaluate, that gives the impression, all right, maybe it's not doomsday, but what Doc's saying is it, it could still be doomsday for this season. Maybe. Hopefully not, and probably not, but theoretically I possible. hear it that it's going to be an ongoing saga. Yeah. It's going to be an ongoing well, process. Well, disastrous is the pain. The pain when he plays we know is a disaster. And it's going to be, it's going to be clunky. It, it won't oh, feel right. The that's the thing. That's the way a meniscus <laughs> feels. Like, that's the worst part about it. James, can I it's ask you a unstable. question? It's unstable. Sure. Can, can the NBA just move the postseason to December and January? <laughs> <laughs> is that possible? Is that freaking possible? Oh, man. It's it's such a shame. Get ready for the Joel face. I know the Joel injured, pained. I'm trying face of the postseason. It's a shame. All right, up ahead, um, beat the hammer. That's at 7:45. All the calls. Your reaction to what Doctor TJ just said right there. By the way, the, the verdict on the groundhog at some point later this hour, whether he sees a shadow or not, we'll get to that later. And all the calls and all the topics, including what are you most looking forward to? Up ahead in Philadelphia sports. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It is, of course, from Borgato, 94 WIP. If you finally had enough of the frigid drafts coming through your windows and the frustration of higher and higher heating bills, it's time to fr- fight that February cold with quality replacement windows from Window Nation. I know that I was just fed up with space heaters inside my house. So I met with Bill from Window Nation just yesterday. Bill's going to do a great job. He's done several jobs at my house. Now is the time to replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles. Plus, zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. Window Nation's professional installation teams have over 10 years of experience. Plus, they can install your new windows in one day or less and come with a lifetime warranty with proven quality and service it's no wonder thousands of homeowners have trusted window nation for their homes and you can too with 50 percent off and zero down plus zero interest and no payments for 24 months you can't afford to wait call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate tell them ria and john sent you
Well, a uh, good morning to all on this Friday morning as we head into a uh, winter weekend. Not as fun as a summer weekend. And, of course, a weekend that will be uh, no football games for the first time since Labor Day week. Well, actually, even Labor Day weekend. Maybe there was an NFL preseason game. I don't know. But uh, no real games. Of course, that ridiculous Pro Bowl thing. Um, there was a dodgeball game last night at the Pro Bowl uh, games. Oh, my. Did you watch it on TV? I did. Oh, my God. I watched all that stuff last night. You know, Kelsey <laughs> oh, Kelsey uh, last night uh, competed in a center snapping contest. Oh, it was that. like a long snapping contest. Didn't a he, bunch he of did centers. did pretty bad, right? Well, they were centers. <laughs> they weren't long snappers. They got oh, Kelsey out God. there trying to long snap. Which was crazy. It was good to so see was him it out enter- there. So was it entertaining? It was, absolutely. I okay. love watching this stuff. And, and DeAndre Swift was on the winning NFC dodgeball team. Our dodgeball team, were, we were badasses out there. We got Wait, our CD meaning Lamb. The, meaning the, the, the NFC? NFC, yeah. The NFC, you got CD oh. Lamb. Like, really, DeAndre Swift, incredible dodgeball So I'm player. rooting for CD Lamb. Think Lambert. about it. Think about it. Jameer Gibbs is on our dodgeball team in the NFC. It was cool to watch. Wow. All right. Well, how about that? Maybe that, maybe that ridiculous Pro Bowl. Look, game I thought some of the stuff play. was dumb. They did this okay. like, hey, greatest catch thing where you got Puka Nakua riding like a jet ski and trying to catch a ball off <laughs> of it. I'm shocked they did that. No, no. Actually, he was a wakeboard. He caught oh, a ball okay. while riding a wakeboard. That shocks me. I did some see, of it um, was contrived. Jalen Hurts smiled. It looked like Jalen sort Hurts. of. But he Jalen sort, he sort of smiled. I was concerned about Jalen's interaction with the other players during the you never had the hey, here's an interview with Jalen, mm-hmm. but you did see sort of the sideline view where you had a bunch of players interacting with one another and I kept trying to ISO cam on Jalen just to see who he was talking to. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ever see that interaction of a one-on-one with you Jalen me up. talking to I like what you're doing, but I like how you call it an ISO cam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, John. We need an ISO cam on Jalen at all times. All right. Yes. Um, beat the hammer up ahead at 745 today. Uh, yes, the hammer will be going for 200 above 500 and, like, close to six months in a row without losing. So we'll see what happens and if someone, you know, has the chops. Meaningful, there. much more meaningful to you. Yeah, we'll find out. Hey, by the way, let me uh, throw a congratulations out to two people, both with Philadelphia sports ties. The first is to Tyrese Maxey, who uh, yesterday was named to his first All-Star team. It's a great accomplishment. You know, some of these guys in the Pro Bowl make it, and and it's it's an accomplishment or whatever they call it, Pro Bowl games. But some of these guys, it's phony baloney, and guys get to the Super Bowl, and then they got to drop out, and other dudes get at it. It's not as bad as it used to be when they used to play a game. You get down to the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th option. Um, But... You know, the NBA All-Star game, you know, it's 12 guys on a team. And Tyrese Maxey in year four making it, that's pretty damn good accomplishment. It really is. 25 yep. points a game. So congrats to him. By the way, he goes for 51 last night. And also congrats, um, and I know he's a Nick, but I got to give it up for Rick Brunson. Um, Jalen. Jalen. Oh, Jalen. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> it's not his dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, my fault. My fault. Villanova's Jalen was... Brunson, not, not Temple's Rick Brunson. Um, that tugged at my heartstrings last night. Which one? The interview, just watching uh, the interview afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. it's great stuff. I mean, I just I got it. You know, here's the thing about Brunson with the NBA. The NBA missed it on Brunson twice. Yeah, they missed it when he came out of Villanova and had been the National Player of the Year in college basketball and was a second round pick. Okay, I mean the Sixers could have gotten him. Then the NBA missed it again when he became a free agent. Guys, I'm not saying he's making chump change. He makes $100 million in a contract that's four years. But it's not like he got a big max. He didn't get the full max. I mean, it's just uh, the Knicks got him a couple, you know, two years ago, and he's, 
he's a great basketball player. He scored 40 himself last night. So congrats to both of those guards, both with Philly ties, obviously, you know, making the all-star team. All right, mm-hmm. 215-592-9494. We started the show today talking about the transition away from the Eagles season and the debris of the coaching staff decisions and trying to now look ahead to what's up ahead of Philadelphia sports and ask what you're most looking forward to, whether it's the, you know, 76ers playoffs, the Flyers, are they going to make the playoffs, uh, the Eagles with March and April of free agency in the draft, the Phillies obviously with the coming season. I mean, what are you most looking forward to? I'd like to add another thing to what I'm looking forward to, Joe. And we haven't talked about it. Is it beat the hammer? It's current events. It's not beat the hammer. (laughs) How about about the fact that the Dallas Cowboys got worse yesterday? Yeah. and, And we didn't really talk about it yet. Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, who's a really good defensive coordinator. You know, Jerry's still out on him as a head coach, although he took a team to the Super Bowl as a head coach. Dan Quinn, who was beloved by those players in Dallas on that defense, is no longer the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. He's the head coach of the Washington Commanders. I thought it was a win-win yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they, it's a win for the Eagles that he's not the Cowboys coordinator. It's a win for the Eagles that he's Washington's coach. No question. And, and <laughs> I like how you said Win-win. No, You're right. He, he, I think he's a better D.C. than head yeah. coach. Yes, I agree. Seltzer, On he, all fronts. Seltzer, is he going to still do the freaking backwards hat thing? Dude, standing there like a tough guy uh, on the sidelines? It's, it's so, he looks Enough. ridiculous. Enough. Like, uh, it, absurd. Enough. But yeah. he's going to be a better coach this Enough. time than he was the first time as a head coach, and the commanders did get better. All right, let's go to the phones. Dan Quinn of Washington is certainly notable. It means, by the way, that uh, Lombardi, Arr! Belichick, got shut out of Washington. Pretty much over, man. I mean, for this go-round, done. Let's go to the phone. Was oh, there one spot left? Who is it? Uh, nope. No, no, it's done. Seattle's filled, too. Oh, my God. Belichick is done for the Seattle, year. Seattle, look, both, both the last two teams said our defense was so bad last year, we have to go get uh, – Smarter, new offensive. Seltzer, Belichick's got to be shocked, right? Uh, Yeah, I think Belichick is is floored right now. He's got to be shocked. I'm shocked. (laughs) Let's go to the phones. Ken and Cinnamon. What's going on, Ken? Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing well, Ken. Good, pal. I I found it funny that John was raving about the the dodgeball game and then immediately followed that up with, but there was some stupid stuff, too. I I really... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I was going to respond to some of the comments that Chris Long made because a lot of the Jalen yeah, Hurts stuff sounds, sounds – well, that's not what I'm going to do. Um, okay. I have to respond to Ron because you, you have to understand where Ron's coming from. I'm pretty sure Ron is the guy who on one of the shows later, uh, later in the day on WIP is claiming credit for being the only one who saw that the Eagles weren't going to win another game this year. So, you know, like everybody's eyes didn't see that themselves. Um so now he's well, I didn't to, see it when they were 10-1. and one. At a certain point, that came into no, focus. After, but at 10-1, well, it was a shock. He said it after they lost to San Francisco and Dallas. Like, you know, oh, they're not going to win another game. Okay. And the sun's going to rise in the east tomorrow. So tell us some things that are really precious. So now well, I didn't think they were going to win only one more. I'll say that, Ken. I mean. I, Joe, I think I called this radio station after they lost to uh, Dallas and said, I'll be happy to just see them win another game. I well, mean, because okay. that's how, that's how well, bad they look. Good for you. I, I, didn't, I didn't see it that way, but good for you. But, you know, so, first of all, Ron had Nolan Ryan on the Phillies pitching staff for a couple of seconds there. I heard that. He <laughs> what, he, what he was saying. So, he's like 70. So, if, if that's the case, then they are in trouble with their pitching staff. But, um, you know, I, when, when they're in the NLCS uh, again, 
Um, we're, we're probably not going to hear a lot of Iowa's writers coming out around uh, in, Probab- in October. Probably not. Probably. You know, it's it's uh, the, the lineup. If you, everybody's worried about the Dodgers, right? And everybody's talking about what the Dodgers did. And the Dodgers made some big splashes, no doubt about it. But I, I was talking to James about this pre-call a few weeks ago. One through nine, the Phillies lineup is as strong as any lineup in baseball. And uh, you know, so they just need to make some improvements on the edges. Yeah, it's not I don't know like, about that. I don't know about that. It, well, I mean, just just look at the lineup one through nine. I mean, the, the Dodgers are really, really top heavy at one through at, at first. Does that four, include when there's five. a left-handed? Well, let me ask you a question, Ken. Does that include when there's a left-handed pitcher, and Jake Cave plays instead of Brandon Marsh and Rojas plays, and that's my well, eight that, and nine? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that they have to. Well, Brandon Marsh, Brandon Marsh. We need to start to wrap our brains around the fact that Brandon Marsh is an everyday player. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It, it, I mean, they should certainly – Ken, I'll say this. They should certainly pitching. give him increased opportunity to prove it. He hit left-handed pitching last year, especially in the postseason. Um, he was one of the best players on the team throughout the entire postseason. And, and they, there, there are moves yet to be made. But the, the moves that are yet to be made, like finding another right-handed bat that can come off the bench and somebody who can play the corner outfield, you know, 30, 40 games a year – and give you a little bit of pop. I mean, those are the kinds of things that contending teams, that's what they focus on this time of year, not so much building a core that's going to make a run. And it's not like the Phillies are the only team in Major League Baseball that's not really doing anything right now. Nobody's doing well, anything Well, right it's been a quiet – Orioles got a big-time pitcher Hospital. yesterday. Yeah, they traded for Corbin yeah. Burns. Yeah, no, I mean, Ken, it was, it was notable, though. It has, for the most part, been, you know, they call it the hot stove. It's been the cold stove the last couple of months. Yeah. Ken, give me, a big time, give me a big-time answer, man. What is a unique tradition? Well, I mean, just everything around Thanksgiving, right? The turkey, the football, all of it. That's, you got to uh, give me one. You can't take the whole freaking day. Give me one. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hmm. He did take the whole holiday. <laughs> I mean, that way he phrased it a little better than – but okay, all right. Well, Thanksgiving. Hey, let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day, James, which, of course, is brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance, major repairs. Armin Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, we actually have two different poll questions today. The first is, what are you most looking forward to in the next couple of months in Philadelphia sports? Four choices that we put in alphabetical order by team. Is it A, the Eagles, with free agency in March and the draft in April? Is it B, the Flyers, with the playoffs and sort of a Two things regarding the playoffs. Are they going to make the playoffs? And if so, are they going to go on a run of the playoffs? Choice C, the Philly season. Obviously, spring training um, in two weeks. Um, they, I mean, believe it or not, Phillies play a game, you know, coming up in, I don't know, two and a half, three weeks. They get right to it, spring training games. And then um, I guess about, about three weeks to a game. But then the regular season, of course, starting late March. And then, you know, what should be a really good season. We'll see how good or great, but it should be good. Choice D, the 76ers with the postseason and everything that that represents based on their past and the possibilities up ahead. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on that. You can wait on the phone lines, 215-592-9494. We also have to clean something up from yesterday's show that we have put into a poll today. So yesterday, you may remember, we were trying to ascertain what's the biggest TV moment ever. After we took a couple off the boards, including the moon landing and others, and we were like, all right, well, other than than these, what's the biggest TV moment of all time? And I thought of the answer said by the audience, the winning answer should have been Oswald getting shot by Jack Ruby. But I was overruled as we had multiple votes of our our panel here come in for answers from the audience that were OJ related and two great OJ answers. So we now put this into a Twitter poll question of the day. Let the audience decide, and this will 
determine who wins the prize from yesterday's show. So bigger TV moment, is it A, we're putting them in chronological order, is it A, OJ with the white Ford Bronco chase, or is it B, OJ with the verdict? They were probably about 18 or so months apart. The white Ford Bronco chase, the verdict, both were absolutely must-see TV, reality TV, if you will, which, in your opinion, was a bigger TV moment? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. If you want to weigh in on the phone lines, you certainly can. Speaking of weighing in, coming up in an hour, uh, the great Jim Salisbury is going to weigh in with us on the Phillies, and we'll do a deep dive. We haven't talked to Salisbury in kind of a while. We haven't really done a Phillies-centric interview in a long time. We'll talk to Jim Salisbury coming up at 8.30 today, and we will, to use a baseball term, touch a lot of bases with the Phillies, with Salisbury, from the pitching to the hitting to the whole shebang. That's up ahead in an hour. In about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, beat the hammer as uh, I will continue to try to keep this winning streak rolling. Let's go to Martin right now, calling from Valley Forge. Martin! I oh, was really hey. bad. Dude, I was trying to do a Martin, and I, I lost my voice. Terrible. I lost my voice. Oh, my God, that was awful. That was so bad. Uh, Holy yeah, hell. Look out for the drop of the week late oh entry right there. God. Oh, my yep. God. All right, Martin, let's hear your Martin. Since you are Martin, let's hear you be Martin. Go ahead. Oh, man. Come on, Tuffy. That's pretty good. That was better than yours. A lot better than yours. That was pretty I mean, good. I've probably heard it way too many times in a, in a uh, high school locker hallway situation. Yeah. Well, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that I mean, one, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who had it bad back in the 80s and 90s. Anybody named uh, Ernest with the uh, Ernest goes to school, Ernest goes to jail, Ernest does this, Ernest does that. But, uh, yeah, Martin was a notable name. All right, Martin, go ahead, pal. Well, so, I mean, Ron, uh, definitely to refute Ron, I mean, first thing he said that was ridiculous is we don't have the arms. We're not done. The money's not turned off, so let's shut down that line of reasoning. There's no way they spent that kind of money on the nucleus, the Phillies we're talking about, and aren't going to go ahead and continue to push. Rob Thompson comes from the machine that was the Yankees in the 90s. They kept the nucleus and kept adding on in search of more and more titles, and it worked. So I have no reason to believe. They had a better team for what it's worth, but, you know. I, I would agree with that, but, I, you know, they got there by improving. They came from what Mattingly, and that's all they had. So I know. For me, that's, that's right. But, all right, so then Chris Sanchez was the best pitcher in all of baseball at the end of the season. So well, that, that hold on, a, Mark. Hold on. Now, hold on. listen, statistically fact. <laughs> statistically <laughs> fact. Look it up. His record and his. How small a sample size are we looking at? Two starts or one? Oh, come on. He was like the last month. The last month of the season. I mean, season. he had a nice finish to the season, but it's not like he, if I remember right, it's not like he's giving you eight, nine innings either. I mean. He's know. not, but if you're not pitching Strom every three days like you were last year, all of a sudden he becomes a much more viable option. So well, I'm, I'll you tell you this. I'm more, Martin, I'm looking forward to Christopher Sanchez more than I am looking forward to Taiwan Walker. I'll tell you that. I, I definitely, his changeup was deadly, and I think Taiwan Walker, the only thing I could say to that is that Maybe that chip on his shoulder uh, can Maybe. come through and show up. I hope so. Look, he's got a lot to live up to because he's getting paid. I believe it's four years, $72 million, and he's only entering year two. So, 
you know, I hope he rebounds, and it'll be important for their future because that's a lot of money. If he, I mean, to have a $72 million pitcher that they did not feel they could trust in the postseason, that's, Devastating. that's not ideal, man. That was not the plan when they signed him at all. Uh, agreed. And then at the all. Thing just to, to look forward to, or actually a question for, for, for John Ritchie, uh, like, how do we – does our run game change with Kellen Moore, and how do we plug in and use the fact that we have one of the best lines, even with Kelsey in and out, and obviously Kelsey a stud, and if he's out, it changes things. But does this change the running attack? I'm interested to see if we start looking at a more pro-style offense, how does the run game develop for the All Eagles? right, Mark, we're going to get that answer from John here. Give me a unique tradition. You can win four Flyers tickets to the outdoor game. All right, so uh, I have a buddy and his family, and I fell into this tradition because I thought it was amazing. They watch The Godfather every Christmas Eve, and I'm not talking one Godfather. They double down <laughs> and go all Godfather, and that's how they get ready to celebrate Christmas. Which how I about that? And a Some, good time. Something tells me Joseph and Mary would not approve. No. All right, John, your, uh, your thoughts on his answer there about the run game and Kellen Moore? Well, uh, Kellen Moore is a former quarterback who loves to throw the football and uh, does that, a lot of that. The, the hang-up in both fan bases uh, out in L.A. and in Dallas is that they, they did not appreciate his abandonment of the run game. Uh, I absolutely believe we can improve the run game by adding plays that start under center because that – is a great start to the next step, which would be you convince the defense that you're handing it off, and then you don't hand it off, right. and you run play action. Like, yeah. our play action game last year was a joke because we were sitting in shotgun the whole time pretending to, you know, th- like that would actually have suck on the defense. You want, like decep- you want deception. Impact the defense. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kellen Moore will put Jalen under center, and, and, and I'm expecting – He's going to have to do it whether he likes it or not. Like, this is a hard line. I believe Kellen Moore and this team must take with Jalen. And this is a new idea to me. Like, the Chris Long idea, if Jalen is dictating, hey, I don't want pre-snap motion, and we didn't get any pre-snap motion last year, is Jalen dictating, I don't want to go under center? Is that part of why it looked the way it did? Forget what he wants. If that is the case, if that is why he was not under center, he needs to be under center. It'll help our offense. It'll help that play action a ton. It'll help the run game. But Kellen Moore just needs to call the run. Well, you know, so there's a lot to it, what John just said. You know, speaking of that, James, let's get to the third of the three Ray Dittinger pieces of audio we have from yesterday because, you know, we spent a lot of time about what went wrong with the Eagles offense schematically. And I thought Ray, in about one minute yesterday, summed it up perhaps better than anybody has uh he was succinct but i thought it was powerful what ray said and poignant listen to ray yesterday talking about how defenses in the nfl had caught up to the eagle scheme in 2023 i think some of it has to do with the fact that i think every team in the league studied the eagles offense in this offseason there's no question last year that schematically they were a couple steps ahead of everybody because nobody knew quite what they were going to do the rpo thing gave them a flexibility and a, uh, and a changeability that really had defenses off guard last year. Well, this offseason, they had time to study that, and teams were much better prepared for that. And the fact that they didn't – and here's one of the things – and this gets back to the coaching again. One of the things that 
that allowed that offense to be dynamic last year was the RPO. You know, they didn't have to use a lot of motion. They didn't have to change formation because the RPO gave them that mysterious element. You never knew quite where the ball was going when it was in the quarterback's hands. This year, when they backed so far away from the RPO, and that became less a part of the offense, you had to compensate somehow else by motion or something else. Well, they didn't do that. So they stayed with the same basic offense, but they took away the one element that made them unpredictable. And so they had, they had this. There, there weren't there times when you were watching their offense this year when you looked at it and you said, this is the most flat-footed, yep. dead-in-the-water offense ever. They don't, do, they don't show you anything. They don't do anything. And that's why I think Nick kind of alluded to it. We've got a little stale. Well, when you backed away from the RPO thing, probably to protect your quarterback physically somewhat, you had to make it up with somewhat something else. And they didn't do that. Great, great commentary from Ray. I mean, just great, great commentary. By the way, coming up in five minutes, beat the hammer. Beat the hammer in five minutes. We will take the fifth caller on the contest line. Caller number five, you will compete in beat the hammer at 215-988-1258. I don't think I need to tell people the stakes because I've been saying it all week, but I'll say it one more time. I will be going for an astounding 200 above 500. With a record of 238 and 39, I will try to get to 200 <laughs> above 500 and keep this winning streak going, which I believe is somewhere in the range of about five and a half months. That's up ahead in five minutes. Let's also get to the MB news. Um, if you missed it, it was sort of on the back end of last night. Um, he has been diagnosed with a lateral meniscus injury from obviously when Kaminga fell on his leg in the game on Tuesday. Uh, he is going to be out for what they're calling the rest of the weekend. While treatment, this is read from ESPN.com. While treatment options for the injury continue to be explored, Adrian Wojnarowski says there is still uncertainty over how Embiid and the 76ers will move forward with a treatment plan for the injury, and options will be discussed over the next several days. We talked to a, uh, a doctor and part of the Novacare injury report earlier this hour who, without obviously knowing the exact specifics of MB, because he's not treating him, referenced that this might be a, I believe, John, he said perhaps three to six weeks. But he also said it's not inconceivable MB could be out for the year. Um, he also said it's possible that this is an, an ongoing management thing yeah. that is a week-to-week proposition. Hey, how do we make it feel better this week? And, and I, I'm positive they're going to do everything humanly possible and, and you can brace it you can use all of the you can use a lot of avenues here like he will feel a lot better than he has uh moving forward i'm confident that joel can play remember joe we meaning nfl players when we have lateral menisci damage they take us and scope us and we miss a week or two and we're back now joel is different I understand it is also 25 years later. Yeah. They, it is not quite as barbaric and all about just getting guys back as fast as humanly possible. And it's really different when the guy's 7'2", whose meniscus is injured. But I don't think, it doesn't feel like it's over. And, and I agree I, with you I, that. I, I'm excited that. that the plan should still be intact, that this team can be added to, this team can get over that hump, this team will get out of the second round this year, and it's possible with the right pieces added, they could be in, in great shape. All right, with Joel's condition included. Well, like, this is still good. The possibility is still there, which is good, but him playing 
through pain is not good right. if he comes back. Let's get to Andrew and Ambler. Beat the hammer shortly. Hi, Andrew. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Good, buddy. Doing well, Andrew. First time caller, long-time listener. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thank you. You, uh, you from around these parts? <laughs> <laughs> you can hear an accent, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, John's a sleuth, you know? That's Stanford education, <laughs> My <man>. God. <laughs> you know, I'm originally from South Africa, but I moved here in 2001, so I've been wow. here a while. Okay. Good Great. man. Good man, Andrew. Yeah. So here's my thoughts. I want to play. Can I play Sixers GM for a second? You sure can. Let's do it. All right. Get the surgery Embiid. Be out for three to six weeks, four to six weeks. The Sixers have two first-round mm. draft picks. How about this for a trade? Two first-round draft picks, Robert Covington for Mikel Bridges. I don't think it's enough, Andrew. I don't think it gets you there. I mean, first off, yeah. you'd have to throw in Tobias Harris just because of contract, I think. Is it because of salary cap concerns? Yeah, then? yeah. I don't, I don't think you can get bridges without either putting Tobias in the deal or a lot of, a lot of bench players. And I don't even know if they have enough bench players to, to, to match salary. I so suppose, yeah, the, the the Marcus Morris's of the world, the all KGM of that, Martins. and even yeah. that might not be enough. Um, the other thing is, Andrew, I think Bridges, who's not having quite as dynamic a season as people thought he would have, uh-huh. he's still a valued enough player that if they move off of him, I think they're going to get a lot more back than that. I just think Bridges is playing well. I think players like Maxi will make him better. Just the way. Listen, that Bridges is great. I mean. He's yeah. a great basketball player. We saw it, I mean, we've seen it for years, but we really saw it in the postseason last year against the Sixers when he was really, really, really good. Um, yeah. Bridges yeah. could elevate the Sixers to a title contender. I just don't think it's likely they have it to get him. But, Andrew, give me an answer here. What's a unique tradition? Um, so I, my wife's family is like a pretty Irish family. There was one pretty cool tradition that they told me back, uh, like, generations ago there's a there's a tradition in ireland on new year's eve where you bash the bread against walls which wow. is like sort of like evil spirits for the new year so wow oh. all right all right Angie. it's kind of like how i bash the brains like in it? of the contestants and beat the head oh, okay, okay bash bread wall yeah, right fair enough by the way before we get to beat the hammer in just a moment james do we have a verdict from that hog Known as the from, Groundhog. From Punxsutawney? Yeah, Phil himself. Do we yeah. have a verdict? Oh, boy. Well, the Pennsylvania polka, baby, to set I'm gonna, the scene. I'm going to predict longer winner. That's my prediction. What do we got here, James? You want to hear it? Here we go. What this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. I'm shocked. Nice start for Beat the Hammer. You're already wrong once. I'm already. <laughs> I'm shocked. It just, I mean, it's been I feel so like it never, it never happens. I feel like this right. is so rare. Hey, listen, I'll take that good news. I'm also going to take a victory is Beat the Hammer. Is this rare? Huh? I, I, think I it can't is remember rare. what it is every I, other year. Someone said the number, and it's, it's definitely rare. more yeah, so rare. longer winter. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Right. Well, it seems like every other year when they're calling for longer winners, it never happens. So maybe this time they'll be wrong again, and uh, we'll actually get. I, I do you hope want we a get, longer winter? I would like some more snow. Oh, no, yeah. stop! Okay. I, mean, I, 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 snow I would too. like some snow. No, I like snow too, but by 
March just three some, can we make the transition to the spring? I'm fine with that. Let's yeah. sprinkle us with some snow for another no. month. No, yeah, I, I agree with that, but just don't give me cold. April give me some 4th. heat, man. Yeah, I can't. See, like James, I remember uh, going to a Phillies opening day like I don't know three years ago. Yeah. It was freaking freezing. freezing. That's what like I'm trying to avoid. In that. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm trying so to avoid. I'm so with you. Also, right. by the way, walking what? out of your house like three thirty in the morning when it's freezing sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> On 39 losses. Mm-hmm. Stuck on 39. It's somewhere in the range of about five and a half months or so. Um, it was very close last week. We went into overtime. By the way, our contestant today, and his name is Dave, and we'll meet him in a moment. He is playing for a 76ers knit hat. And uh, let's welcome Davey Boy to the show. Davey Crockett from Mount Laurel. How are you, my man? Good morning, Joey. How you doing? I'm good. Oh, I saw what you did there, Dave. Yeah, I like that. Joe goes at you with Davy Boy and Davy Crockett. You come back with actually, Joey. I was actually going to call. I know he loves to go by Caesar, and he does that whole stupid routine. I was going to go with uh, Brutus from Mount Laurel because today is the eyes of March. <laughs> oh. That's pretty good. Now, James, I need a ruling here. Do we need to get Dave back on a cleaner line, or do we? Are you on a speakerphone, Dave? You know what I am. I'm in yeah, a- I need you to get off that because it's creating an echo on the air. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I was just sitting with much, my much better. My Thank kids you, on the bus, man. So now, now I'm outside. I'm actually standing outside my house. Love okay. it. All right, good deal. Now, Dave, um, I know it's a little cold, so I'll move this forward for you quickly. But I will ask you, would you like to take the option to bend the knee and get out of the shame of the loss? Sure to happen here to you. Absolutely not. I've been trying to do this for about two years. So. Okay. Oh, Ooh, thank Love that. Praise B. This right. is great. Well, how about this been question? Been trying to get in for Praise years. B. This is what we need. This type of contestant. I changed my routine of walking my dog and standing at the bus stop to sitting in my car to try to get it. <laughs> oh, I love this. Great this work, is so Dave. great. Well, right, Dave, how about, th- how about this one? Since you've chosen to not bend the knee after I win, will you atone for your decision? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I don't we'll, know how. We'll, we'll find out. You're going down. Dave, I'm going to step into the soundproof booth. I will certainly wish you, my man, a pleasant and very needed for you. Good luck. Good luck to you, Joe. Look at that. Cordial. What, is that? That, what a dumb thing to say. I wish you a pleasant good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's not the wordsmith he thinks he is. All right. Uh, it, uh, is he taking his time? Just or trying to get more time. Uh, you know what? He I is, can't see. He's slowly walking. Like, he really, I, I think he's feeling a little bit fearful. I, I mean, I hope Dave so. Dave is put together. Yeah, he's, he's away. He's still Dave came in with confidence. Safely ensconced yes. in the sound. great, Dave. I really hope I don't choke here on the air, but you guys had some losers before the guy last week, so I'm really trying to. <laughs> we have pressures on Dave. Dave, <laughs> I like the confidence. Putting yourself out there. All right, Dave, I, I'm assuming you're ready to play a game we call Beat the Hammer. Let's go, buddy. All right, here we go. Our category for the week. Next week, we'll see a new class inducted into Canton. We're doing a little pro football Hall of Fame trivia. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready to go, buddy. Clock will start as soon as the first question is finished being asked. You'll have 55 seconds. Here we go. Question number one. In the last 10 years, Dick Vermeil is one of five head coaches who have been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Name one of the other four. Yes. There are two defensive players in the Hall of Fame who won an NFL regular season MVP award. Name one of them. Ray Lewis. There are two former Eagles quarterbacks who have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Name one of them. Ron Jaworski. Jerry Rice is one of five players in the Hall of Fame with over 15,000 career receiving yards. Name two of the other four. Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. 
Emmett Smith is one of three players in the Pro Football Hall of Fame with more than 120 rushing touchdowns. Name one of the other two. Barry Sanders. Last 10 years, Dick Vermeil, one of five head coaches who've been elected to the Hall of Fame. Name one of the other four. Damn. Uh, 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 shit. Uh, got that? I got it. Okay. Uh, throwing a blank, man. Time. Oh. Tough, tough, tough. It's, it's hard in the moment, my friend. You got one. We, hang in. We, we have had 1-1 one, one mm. ties before. I don't feel super confident, but it has happened. <laughs> it has happened. We've had 0-0 zero, zero ties before. And right, let's wave the hammer back in. Yeah, Fran. Uh, Fran was on that. Fran's on it. Fran actually, like, did you run? I think he jogged. <laughs> Fran understands Fran that, unlike Joe DeCamera, Fran understands we're doing a yeah. live radio show here. So yes. then Fran right. comes out with some pep in his step, lightly jogging, and Joe's slowly slogging along. Like Mariana Rivera, man. All right, I'll get there when I get there. Actually, Lee Arthur Smith would be the better reference. And uh, I get it done when it's time. All right, so, James, this David Mount Laurel guy, how did he do? Lee Smith over Mariana Rivera? Well, Lee Smith was the slowest walker from the bullpen. I got Rivera it. had a little pep. There Lee you Smith go. was slow. Lee, yeah, Lee Smith, Lee Smith was slow. I too. loved Lee Arthur yeah, Smith. I was a Huge fan. I, I've never heard anyone consistently call him Lee Arthur Smith, though. <laughs> Harry Cowles used Lee to call Smith. Lee Arthur yeah, Smith I know. all the time. Oh, I know. That's why. I, wait, you think I w- woke up? As, as a five-year-old and knew he was a, Arthur? No, I listened to Harry Callison, Richie Ashbury. He was Lee Arthur Smith. And you just decided to call him Lee Arthur Smith. I like Yes. That. All right. You ready How did this Dave guy do? Are you ready? Dude, I'm not really because I'm nervous and all that, but. Oh, wow. Good. I am. I usually admit that. I like that. No, I am nervous today. Good. All right. All right. Category for the week. Uh, next week, we're going to see a new class inducted into Canton. We're doing a little Pro Football Hall of Fame trivia today. Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yes. The Pro Football Hall of Fame. Have you heard of it? Holy mackerel. Canton, Ohio. Okay. Ray wow. Roll. I guess. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> that would be ironic. All right. You ready to roll here? Yeah. Walter Payton. All right. Question yeah. number one. Clock will start as soon as the first question is finished being asked. Here we go. 55 seconds. Question number one. In the last 10 years, Dick Vermeil is one of five head coaches who have been elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Name one of the other four. Bill Cower. There are two defensive players in the Hall of Fame who won an NFL regular season MVP award. Name one of them. Say it again. There are two defensive players in the Hall of Fame who won an NFL regular season MVP. I'll come back to it. There are two former Eagles quarterbacks who've been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Name one of them. Van Brocklin. Jerry Rice, one of five players in the Hall of Fame with over 15,000 career receiving yards. Name two of the other four. Say it again. Jerry Rice is one of five players in the Hall of Fame with over 15,000 career receiving yards. Name two of the other four. I'll say Randy Moss. Two. And I'll say... Marvin Harrison. Emmett Smith is one of three players in the Pro Football Hall of Fame with more than 120 rushing touchdowns. Name one of the other two. Jim Brown. MVP on defense, I'll say Reggie White. Damn! What do we have here? A lame two-to-one victory. Oh, thank God. Oh my so lame. They were gettable, but not the They easiest. were very gettable. Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower, Tom Flores, and Don Coriel, the coaches. Well, I, yeah, okay. I knew, uh, I knew Lawrence Jimmy Johnson. Taylor won an MVP award, man. 86. Lawrence frickin' Taylor, Alan Page is the other. You got Norman Brocklin, Sonny Jurgensen. Sure. Uh, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Isaac Bruce, and Tony Gonzalez are the four receivers with 15,000 receiving yards or more. 
And uh, Ladanian Tomlinson and Marcus Allen, 120 more rushing touchdowns. Okay, listen, not the easiest questions, man. I mean, you're you're acting like LT should get it with without blinking. I mean, I could have, but you know, Reggie had. 12 sacks, what, 20? What do you mean you could have? You, know you, you, you know that Reggie know. never won an I MVP. He, I didn't think yeah. he was the right answer. And I, and I was going to say T.O., and then I thought Marvin Harrison, uh, you know, I mean. I thought Moss and Owens were the easiest question, personally. I mean, Marvin Harrison was really good. Really good. He played with Peyton Manning his whole career. I don't think that's a bad guess. I mean, his son might be the greatest wide receiver in why are football. you complaining? Hold on. What <laughs> does it matter I'm if it's a good with guess? Myself. I'm you, it's wrong. Good. I, it, it's still wrong. Happen. Like whether it's a good guess or All not. Right. Uh, yeah, two hundred <laughs> above. Two hundred <laughs> above. All right, let's let's welcome in Dave. So, Dave, would you agree with me? They were they were not the easiest questions. They honestly were pretty tough questions, man. I, I wanted. I, I thought I choked really bad, but the fact that you only got two made me feel a little better. Right. I mean, Jim Brown for rushing touchdowns. I mean, not exactly a crazy guess. Yeah, I thought I had Ray Lewis with the MVP. I don't know why I thought he won. No, that's not bad. 2000, obviously, with their defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dave, we're commiserating here in our patheticness, but you had more patheticness. Yeah, uh, uh, the fact that I got one out of five is going to ruin my entire weekend. Well, that sucks. (laughs) Nah, nah, I'll be oh, buddy, that. it's okay. Well, Dave, let me ask I'm, you this I'm question. I'm glad I played. I'll, I'll be in again. I'll get in again. Uh, look, I, I hope. I think you time. know your stuff. I think right? you're a strong contestant. I think this guy knows his stuff. Yeah, I Drew do. from Westchester is my hero. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, let me just ask you this question. I mean, again, What's Vinny Vidi Vici, a whole thing, but I, I can't. I hear remember. you, buddy. Do yeah, you, you can't go nuts today. But I can ask you if you want to atone for your sin. Do you want to atone? I do apologize for coming a little hard at the hammer and only getting one right. It's kind of, uh, it's a little lame, I'll admit. All right. Is that an, is that an atonement? Do we have our, I think we had our first atonement. Okay. No, 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 I no, like no, it. I got someone to atone. Ah, yeah. Atonement live on WIP. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love you, Joe. Dave, Dave, one more thing, and I love you too. One more thing. Given that the hammer is now 200 above 500, would you say that it's a, thrill for you to live in the age of the hammer i mean it's got it's a, it's got a tickle it, i mean pick, it's right? almost it's just like you said you can't complain about kansas city because we're watching greatness to experience listening to you every friday continually punk these guys out is, is greatness I'll, I'll admit to that wow thank you dave and you now are one of those punks but i you like know, your I'm style trying to get the hat right Dave, I'm gonna <laughs> Dave, I'm gonna award you the 76ers mid hat you have you have groveled appropriately thank you sir Thanks, Joe. Appreciate All right, Dave, it. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll get your information. Dave gets the 76ers knit hat. I get victory 239. And with that, ah, yeah, we shut it down. Beat the hammer on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I thought he did a really hand, admirable job of playing and, that uh, off at the end. And that was absurd, what you did. Well, like, I mean, you got to stop punching the three table. Three times. Break yeah. your hand, Multiple which times. you've already done in your life. Don't be dumb. <laughs> And punch the table. That repeatedly. might be the, the angriest I've What's ever the seen point? you. No, he does it. He does it every week. Because I thought this almost guy. No, but they were hard the punches. Today. How hard he can punch okay. the table? Well, now. I'm not trying. You're to. gonna break your hand well, again. Again, like the, the well, first one made me. Drunk. I don't want you to break your hand. I don't either. Thank you, John. Will you admit those were not the easiest questions? They're, they're never easy questions. No, they're always tough. I mean, they were gettable, but there was a lot to sift through. Yes. It was a sifty day. Yes, and and here's the thing about the receiving yards. I was trying to factor in, like who went in the Hall of Fame really recently? Because obviously yardage has gone up. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, is T.O. too far back? Is mm-hmm. Randy Moss too far back okay. for where the statistics went? And then if so, who went in the Hall of Fame in the last five years? Right. So, Look, I, I, I think both contestants, uh, you got two and one. You're better contestants than what your scores indicated. I today. agree with that. Thank yeah. you. Okay, I appreciate that. Let's talk to, uh, to Chris in Middletown. Chris, you're on WIP. Good morning, adults. Hi, Chris. Weasel. Chris, hey. Hey, Tomato Can King, how are you feeling this morning? I, I feel like I beat someone who knows a lot of sports, much like myself, and we both struggled with difficult questions, and I respect that. Yeah. Put it, I, I put it another way, Chris, I respect myself. Sounds like you respect him more than any other contestant you've ever faced well, in the Hammer. Like, you're being so respectful That guy could have gotten three to five right with slightly easier questions. I'm telling you, they, those were not yeah. – I mean – Jim Brown don't have that. I mean, you know. All right, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I see it's been, you know, you, you continue to duck the real challengers like Drew and, and uh, Jamie because. Yeah, Equal opportunity, Chris. Equal they opportunity. dominate you, you know. <laughs> so, hey, guys, I, I told James, I'm super excited. Broke out the uh, MV3 jersey yesterday. And uh, at bull prediction, not necessarily bull, but, uh, yeah, he's bringing another uh, MVP home this year. And we are going to the World Series, and we're gonna win. So, Mark well, I'll tell you this, Chris: if they get a full five, season, they certainly could, of him. They, he certainly could because 100%. he is so right in his prime. He has dominated two postseasons in a row. When healthy in the recent regular seasons, he's dominated. He just hasn't played enough games in some of these years. But and I, he absolutely could win the MVP again, no question. I, I, I definitely feel like that right-handed bat is hanging out there. Can we, Dave? Uh, you know. Go to Mr. Middleton, get the checkbook. Bring Bellinger in. Can we please? Um, well, that, Bellinger's that, a lefty. No, or, well, what am I thinking of? Bellinger's who's, a lefty. Oh, what are you never thinking? mind. Mike Schmidt? <laughs> yeah, Mike Schmidt. Who's Mike that Schmidt. guy? Go sign Mike Schmidt. Schmidt. He's a right-handed bat available. All right, Is Chris, give me, give me an answer anyway, here. Hey, guys, what? guys, uh, I got an answer for you, but uh, a couple weeks ago I wanted to call in um, because I had the lamest answer, and that would be your body. Uh, Joe DeCamera with you. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I, I look at it every day nude, right there, right there, nude. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Nude Joe D body. All right, fair enough. You look at your body nude every day. Well, the mirror is by the shower, so it's almost impossible not to. Am I, am I looking at it to examine it? No, it's yeah. just passing glance. I mean, when you say you look at your nude body. I don't body, think I do. I, I, well, like, do you not have a mirror near the shower? Yeah, there is. But I, I don't know. Like, Turn the other way then. Is that out of shame? No. That's out of shame. I know what I, I don't think it I, is. I, I know what we just found out about John's nether region. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. I, everyone has to look themselves in the mirror every day. That's what you do. Most, right. most people. Yeah. yeah, so we all do that. Most people. All right, Seltzer, let's, let's look to Philly's lineup. We're going we're gonna to do a deep dive on the Phils with Jim Salisbury in a half an hour. But I think we're all starting to get, you know, kind of excited, percolating in our mind with the Phillies and the excitement. And, um, James, lineup. Let's say they bat Schwarber leadoff. They probably will. James, set the lineup for what this year's Hold lineup on. could be. Why, why is it they probably will? Because Their manager told us at the end of last season yep. it was in his like line of thinking that he would like to have someone other than Schwarber yeah. lead off. But I don't most, remember what the phrasing was exactly. Yeah, but then most recently it, he said Schwarber probably. Okay. I right, will get to lineup two in a second. James, if Schwarber's batting leadoff, the lineup could be what? I think it would be Schwarber, Turner, Harper, 
and then it could be JT or Cassianos or Boehm. You know, they all got all three guys were in that Sean, spot. Who would you want there? That, okay, I agree. That's where it starts. Four: Cassianos, Turner, yeah. I mean, Boehm, or JT. Who would you want four there? Mm, I based Kinda on equalish, last year, right? I guess it's Boehm. I feel like I have the most confidence in him having con- getting contact when I need it. Maybe having the biggest upside. Maybe. Meaning take another Assuming step Assuming he continues with the power growth. That's what I mean. James, who would you choose there as of right now? I would probably go with JT, but I could, I could be convinced to go Castellanos, too. It would be one of those two for All me. Right, who's, who's five? Stop. I think, yeah, probably. If it, you know, We know how much he loves the lefty-righty thing. So my guess is Stott would be in the 5-0, even though he's not a prototypical 5-0. You could go like JT, Castellanos, yeah. then Stott, which might make a little more sense, even though it's righty-righty. Bottom line is you're going back-to-back righties either 4-5 or 6-7. Yep, and then Bohm would be 7. And then if we did it that way, where Stott 6, Bohm 7, Marche, Rojas, theoretically 9. Yeah. All right, let's do a different lineup. Let's do a lineup where Bryson Stott leads off. So then Trey Turner's two. Mm-hmm. Harper's Bryce three Harper's still. three. And, and well, it's whether he wants to go righty, lefty, or righty, lefty. Well, so he could sure. go one, you know, of, the one of those righties four, there, square five. five, righty. Yeah. Yeah, then he, yeah, could, yeah. he could literally go righty, lefty the entire lineup if he and wanted then, to. And then, okay, that's with Stott is leadoff. And then let's do a Trey Turner leadoff. So if Trey's leadoff. Yeah, that changes the complexion everything. of it. Yeah, I mean, I, that maybe stop in the two hole then. I think you know? so. And then Harper three. And then. Nah, you don't want back to back lefties. Well, oh, but you can't. I I, I gotta have Harper in my top three. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not doing the cleanup thing with Harper. Well, personally. is JT too then because he can run when he yeah, gets on base? Yeah, that's possible. That's a thought. Or huh. you, but he would be if you got Turner leading off, he'd be three is the problem. Yeah, that's interesting. And James, you're saying and you I, do not- for what it's worth, just I'm doing this because of Rob Thompson. Like, I think the the righty lefty thing is overrated. You know, I it's I think it's important not to have too many lefties in your lineup for late in games when they bring in those lefty relievers that are devastating. But, like, righty-righty doesn't bother me. Well, I'm, I will say I'm this. Okay it, is, it is notable when the Phillies won the World Series twice in their history, and it's only twice in their history. Both times, 3-4 was same-same. Yeah. Like, 80, I, 80, I it's 80, you had Schmidt and Luzinski, and 08, you had Chase Utley and Ryan Howard. Right-right, yeah. left-left. I mean, now, granted, that's only two spots in the lineup, but it's the prime spot in the lineup. That's 3-4. <laughs> yeah. They did it. That's I mean, the thing I'm most looking forward to is I want to see Turner lead off. It's not that and I'm not a Schwarber hater. Like, I came around to it. But I just think it opens up so much more stuff. His speed, I think he'll be more comfortable. It's the ideal scenario. It, it, it's, it, that's it is. what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think it's definitely the ideal scenario. James, I'm not, like, totally out on Schwarber because I get, as you've said a million times, they've had a great record with him leading off. I'm open-minded to that. But I do think – the ideal scenario is Trey Turner plays well enough that he's your best leadoff. Hitter. Why isn't it Bryson Stott? Because I, I, uh, I don't I, think he walks enough. Yeah, I matter of fact, I know Turner, he doesn't walk Turner would be great as a leadoff hitter. I, I just think it's going to be Schwarber. We've seen Bryson Stott walk a lot. Oh, Le- the, look, last year he was in more of a swing mode. He is a shrewd like eye at the plate. I don't agree with that. What he is is an incredible ability to foul off pitches that are balls. He gets pitches that are high, foul off, foul off, foul off, foul off. But he keeps swinging at them. I, I, I would I, – I, look. Something, he hasn't always. I'm, sa- I'm saying you ask him to, he can make those walks. All right, let's get to the – well, that's the well, – to me, that's the next step for him is to walk more consistently. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a lot of guys that never do. I mean, some guys are just 
swingers. I have a lot of belief in him being Some able guys to, are swingers, Joe. Yeah. I mean, Vlad Guerrero, James, was a swinger. <laughs> Juan Samuel was a swinger. He was, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. And they tried for years, four or five years, to have Sammy top of the order, take pitches. I mean, he just he would swing. I mean, it's, it's by the way, it's why Juan Samuel one year had 701 at-bats. Yeah. Which is almost impossible unless you don't walk. Um, right, real quick before we move on, you cut Chris off before his answer. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, take me out to the ball game in the seventh inning. That's a good answer. Nice. Very good answer. Yeah, I like that. All right, 215-592-9494. Up ahead, we'll do more on the fills with Jim Salisbury. We'll also uh, rock all the calls on all these topics, including what are you most looking forward to up ahead in the next couple of months in Philadelphia sports? As we broadcast today uh, from Borgata, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie. It's 94 WIP. Hey, Valentine's Day, obviously almost upon us. So, guys, we're getting towards crunch time here. It is crunch time. And if you are still dragging your feet, here is my advice, and it is sound advice. Get yourself to Family and Company Jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey. They've got an amazing, amazing selection of gifts. At every price point, you're guaranteed to walk out with something that will make the woman in your life feel like an all-star and look like an all-star this year, and she will be very, very happy with you. Visit their showroom on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey. You can tell them, obviously, that I sent you. They'll take great care of you from price to expertise and the buying process to, you know, general customer service and kindness. I'm telling you, Angelo and the entire crew, Junior, I, and they're wonderful people at Family and Company Jewelers. So tell them you heard about them on WIP. They'll take great care of you. Remember, you can always shop online at familyjewelers.com. Once again, that website FamilyJewelers.com if you want to start your search that way. Just over the bridge from Philadelphia in South Jersey. It's Jim Salisbury joins us in about 10 minutes. Deep dive on the Phils as they are uh, two weeks from. It's less than two weeks, right, James, the spring training? Yeah, February 13th. Wow, how about that? All right, I got to give Maxie a little bit more love. I need need an answer to this question. True or false to this statement? If Tyrese Maxie was not, like if they drafted some bum, they draft like another Zaire Smith that year, Joel Embiid would have already asked out. Of Philadelphia, true or false? Hundred percent true. Yep. I mean, he might have saved everything. Seriously. And by the way, I mean, we don't know if this is going to amount to anything when all is said and done. But if if they didn't have him, they'd be dead in the water because Fultz didn't work out, Ben didn't work out, and uh, you know, Tobias obviously has not lifted the Sixers the way you would have hoped with that contract. So it's. Uh, and it was also wasn't the pandemic part of the reason that they got Maxi. Was he came out or didn't there was no NCAA tournament that year? Um, I seem that to recall is, that. Yeah, that, so his first playoff series was the Atlanta series. Yes, I believe he was drafted in June of 2020 during the pandemic. Yeah, and I don't think there was an NCAA tournament, so no one That's got right. a chance to get a good look at him. Yeah, there was not a tournament. Yeah. All right, let's go to, uh, as we broadcast from Borgata today. Uh, oh, by the way, curb your enthusiasm back this weekend. Yeah, buddy. Sunday night. Now, I am really bummed with Larry David saying this is the last year. I mean, come on, man. What the heck? And, and I'm also bummed Larry David never did any content when he came back with season 11 around the pandemic. 
I, I could have taken a whole season of pandemic, you know, Larry David, but he never went there. I guess people maybe weren't. Maybe he thought people weren't in the mood for it. Oh, speaking of whether people are in the mood, quickly before we get back to the phones, I need a ruling from our group here. Hmm. So it's pretty much an annual tradition. Matter of fact, it might be completely an annual tradition that on the anniversary of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl or the or a day around it, we play the audio of how it sounded when the Eagles won Super Bowl 52. Mm-hmm. And we would typically do that on a, on a, like if it's on a weekend, a Friday going into the weekend. Um, and Sunday happens to be the six-year anniversary of the Eagles winning Super Bowl 52. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if people are in the mood. I am not in the mood personally. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. But as soon as you said it, I was like, mm, no, I hope not. It's a shame, right? Because you may remember – um, uh, two or three months ago, we did not play, and this is, an, this is the other tradition we do every year. On October 27th, we would play audio of Harry Callis calling the, excuse me, October 29th, audio of Harry Callis calling, you know, the final out of the 2008 World Series. Obviously every year, but we didn't do it a couple months ago because the Phillies had just lost in the postseason, and we thought nobody would be in the mood for it then. James, what do we do here? I mean, in the next, you know, like this segment, are we to play audio of the six-year anniversary of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, or does nobody want to hear it because it's a sign of how far they've dropped? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I would hear it. I, I, I would be all right with it. I, I don't think it's – I don't know. It I would be all right with though. it. I don't think it would make me happy or excited. I, me either. <laughs> That's why I'm – Rhea, what do we do here? I'm with Devin. There's yeah, it's not. You're thumbs gonna, down. It's it just seems line. so far off. Yeah. Like it. it seems so out of reach right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. But well, John, they won but the that's Super why Bowl. we need to revisit it. I can't even remember what it looks like anymore. Like I, I would, I, I, I would be well served to infusion. I mean, of confidence who would have right thought now? the day when WIP might choose to not play audio of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? I don't that's know. that's right. what the Eagles have done to us. Well, that's the they point. They have stolen our souls. That's yeah. the point. They hurt us the last couple months. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll also talk to Jim Salisbury in about 10 minutes. Let's talk to Chuck and Cherry Hill right now. Hi, Chuck. Hey, good morning, gang. Very doing well. Chuck, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the answer to that? Should we play in the next five minutes? Super Bowl 52 audio or no, not? No, no, no. Pass on that stuff. That's ship sale. Let's go. Come on. That's, that's all over. You know, it's the only uh, one we got, though. You know that, right? Yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> Ron, Ron, Ronnie called earlier. He's a great caller, by the way. But when he was talking about two things, Philly's offense, you know, give me a little too much credit here. There were six last year, 4.91 runs per game. It's good, but nowhere near the Braves at 5.85. So they're – they're far away from the Braves. The Braves are a better Texas. team. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, offensively, it's not close. Uh, as far as Marsh goes, you like to think he can do better against the lefties. He batted 229, and career is 223. He's not there yet. But I will say this about Marsh. He has 370 on base percentage. I like him at the top of the order against righties. That's something I think they consider. But this is what I think they really have. You have no other team in baseball has this. They're 61-3 and three when you take Turner and Stott stolen base percentage. Man, you, if you got Turner, Stott, you have an unbelievable leadoff situation, how potent those two are. And when they get on, they can double steal. Yep. I mean, 61-3, and three, think about it. You're in the 90 percentage. Wait, 61-3 and three when what happens? 
that's that served the two of them. So Turner was thirty and oh, stolen. Yeah, bases. it was oh, on stolen bases. But, I'm so, I thought you were saying sorry. their record. Yeah, no, okay, I'm sorry, my, my fault. I should have clarified that. My bad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Stott had the three. He was thirty and three. Whatever. Wow. When you put it together, awesome. sixty-one and three. That's wild. So get get those guys on base. Let him run. And then what happens when you do that? You now put Schwarber where I believe he belongs in the four hole to protect Harper. I just no. He's got to be five. I do want to break up lefty lefty. I I do. I would yeah, put one of the righties there. Yeah, you know that's kind of a little bit old school thinking now in baseball. But I hear you. You know what's happening now? They got a guy, if you read the article, we could go. Fantastic article by Alex Coffey, if I mispronounced the name there. Yep. Uh, Annie, Annie Cal- Calambri, I probably mispronounced that too. The assistant GM, the analytics guy. What a fantastic article. He's from Tampa, and he was revered in Tampa, and they gave him a lot of credit in the article for changes that Tampa made. There's always a mystery about what happens in Tampa, with everything they do with their pitchers and all. So they gave him a lot of credit. It's his work in his department that's saying Schwarber should bat first. Who's to argue with it? This is what these guys do, you know, 50 hours a week, and they have, you know, plethora of stats yeah. information yeah. that we don't Chuck, have. Chuck, you're a great caller, my man. you got to call us more uh, often. Give me a big-time answer here. What's a unique tradition you can win four Flyers tickets? Well, I don't know how unique, but I love opening day in baseball. Does that qualify? Is that- it does. Well, not unique. Here's, Chuck, not here's unique. what a better answer would have been, the bunting. I love and baseball only brings it out. I think I think in three circumstances: opening day, or a team's home opener, um, the All Star game. They'll bring the bunting out, and then the postseason. James, do they bring it out for all postseason or only the World Series? I don't remember. I feel like it's just the World Series, though. I'm not. I 100%. love it, man. When I see the bunting, it puts me in a good mood. I don't yeah, think well, bunting is limited to specific situations. I think it's like any time they're decorating they might use bunting. they don't really there's no way you, you, go to a sure game about this? you go to a game in may they don't use bunting are you sure oh yeah i think it just depends on the stadium the bunting usage uh well this is what i know from philadelphia i'll, yeah. I'll say that maybe who knows maybe maybe other stadiums do let's get to today's twitter poll question of the questions of the day brought to us by armin chevrolet the all-new 2024 chevy tracks it's arriving daily at armin chevrolet it starts at only twenty one thousand four ninety five. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, first question. What are you more looking forward to in the next few months of Philadelphia sports? Four choices, alphabetical order by team. Is it the Eagles with free agency in the draft? Is it the Flyers with a playoff push and then the possibility of winning in the playoffs? C, the Phillies with the whole thing from spring training to the season and a season with high expectations. Or choice D, the 76ers with the postseason and to see what they can do come playoff time. Now, second poll question of the day. What was a bigger TV moment? We're trying to figure this out, stemming from yesterday's show. We've got it narrowed down to two OJ things. Is it the OJ White Ford Bronco chase or the OJ verdict? Television moment, what was a bigger deal? I will tell you this. Yesterday I thought it was almost 50-50. I leaned toward the chase, but I thought it was 50-50-ish. I no longer do, and I'm going to tell you why. I've got three reasons why the White Ford Bronco chase was a far bigger deal. Now, I want to see if I who, – who yesterday thought the verdict was a bigger deal? Rhea and I. Yeah. All right. I want to see if I can sway the two of you. I'm going All to right. give you three reasons. Number one, because when O.J. chose to not, by going on the chase, chose to not just turn himself in, we're all thinking, oh, my God, I guess he did it. Like, if he didn't do it, just go to the police station and say – I turned myself in. You want, you want to talk to me? Sure. But I didn't do it. All right, so there was that thing. Like, oh, my God, O.J. might have done it. 
All right, that's number one. Number two, there was the thought process, is he going to kill himself? I mean, that was on the table for that stretch of time. Like, is O.J. Simpson about to kill himself? Sadly, but is that about to happen? Choice, you know, the third thing, is this thing going on for an hour or two, however long it lasted, is it going to end in a shootout with the police? Like, whenever it ends, a barricade at his home, on the highway, on some side street, like, however it ends, for all the time, we're like, I don't know how it's going to end. We're thinking, is this going to be a shootout? So I believe the drama of those three things outweighs the verdict. All right, Regan James, have I swayed you? No. For, for a simple reason. So what I remember most, and I'm just talking about for me, I was watching the, um, the NBA Finals. But it was, I think it was a Friday night, if I remember correctly. I was doing mornings back then, so I dozed off in the middle of the game. And I woke up to the chase wow. and had no idea for a couple of minutes what was going on because I thought, wow, how late is it? Did yep. I sleep for a long time? Yep. The verdict, I was at the Deptford Mall. I'll never forget this. And they said it was in. I left everything that I was going to buy and ran to my car. Well, you had to be in front of the TV. Yeah, and so for But I me, think you had to be for both. Okay, well, your, no. Yours is unique. Yeah. Morning show, you'd fall asleep. Yeah. James, did I sway you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. God, at least I gave it, I gave it some thought, All Joe. right, we'll talk to Jim Salisbury coming up in a couple minutes. Drew in Westchester right now. Hi, Drew. Morning, folks. Hey, for the uh, Super Bowl debate you guys are having, why don't on that parade anniversary you just play Kelsey's speech? I feel like that's maybe a good uh, solution. Yeah, I'm less in the mood to hear yeah, that. Yeah, no, because it's praising all the players who we all trashed, and frankly, they all got trashed this year. And there's no speech. Uh, uh, okay, I, just, I, I was thinking Kelsey maybe try to maybe listen and maybe try to incentivize him to uh, to come back and all. Well, uh, Dave, if you're Dave, if you're still listening, I appreciate uh, the shout out. That that was a good effort, man. They were they were hard questions. Uh, so the thing I'm most looking forward to over the next uh, couple months, and it, you know, I don't think anyone's brought it up yet, but I want to hear Jeffrey Lurie talk at the NFL owners meetings because we really yeah. only hear from him like once a year and i feel like when he wants to either intentionally or sometimes <laughs> unintentionally he's a good talker and can be pretty yeah. revealing so yeah. i want to know oh, yeah. you know how hot is sirianni's seat like what does he does he answer the matt patricia questions like what went into the meetings i just kind of want to know what he says because i feel like great and great great tone point season that's a great point my that's man. coming up here yeah shortly no, I yeah, listen. We, that's I love that, Drew. That's a great mm-hmm. answer. I mean, that is something very intriguing to look forward to. Yeah, I think it's usually like end of March. So hopefully, we just get it out of the way and then can enjoy opening day. But I, I feel like he can talk for a while at times. So I really want to hear, you know, just what he has to say about this season, about Sirianni, and just you know about the yeah. you know about the team as a whole. He's definitely verbose. I mean, when he gets going. Remember he's... the Doug season? Like, wow. After Doug was fired, uh, I think that's when we heard from Jeffrey. Well, he also said he didn't, he, didn't do... he didn't deserve to be fired. He didn't deserve to be fired, Correct. I believe, was the phrase. Yeah. He didn't deserve. I believe the word was deserve yeah. to be fired, which left a lot of people scratching their head. All right, Drew, Jim Salisbury in a moment. Give me an answer for a unique tradition. Yep, I got a real good one here. Uh, Pamplona running of the Bulls. Wow, that wow. is a great answer. That is a great answer. That could win. Running to the Bulls is unique. All right, so you guys were split 2-2 on whether we should play the audio of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. 
it does feel out of place with how down we all feel about the Eagles right now. But Sunday is the anniversary, six-year anniversary. I will split the tie break here. I'll, I'll create the answer. Um, I think we should play it. Listen, the audience, um, the players deserve it to be played. I mean, there was 53 guys or 47 that night or whatever that, I mean, we actually saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl. So it's the six-year anniversary on Sunday. I'm with you, Joe. All right, let's, let's play it. I mean, it does feel a little wonky right now because, you know, the Eagles thing. But uh, this Sunday is the six-year anniversary of this spectacular moment. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Brady lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. Well, there it is. How do we feel? Oh, it hit me. I, I totally Did it? disagree. Yeah, I feel like chills even. I, I, do we want the freaking Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? How many people thought they would die never seeing that? How many people died never seeing that? Like, seriously, like, we won the freaking Super Bowl. I will never, never not play that. Okay. But, James, you did not want the Phillies World Series played after the Phillies were eliminated last October. It was also, like, the day after. You know, there's a big difference. I've had a, no, like, know, a couple I weeks know. to kind of get through this now. All right. Well, hopefully people enjoyed it. Make no, I'm it, glad we played it. I ma- liked it. Make of it what you will. Let's talk to our next guest. We have not talked to Jim Salisbury for a while. One of the great Philly scribes of all time uh, covering the Phillies for, for decades. And, of course, the new season about to be embarked upon soon with, uh, believe it or not, spring training actually beginning prior to Valentine's Day. So it starts soon. High hopes, to say the least, for the Phillies in 2024. And let's welcome the great Jim Salisbury to the show. Good morning, Jim. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm, gr- I'm better talking to you now, Jim. How you- so, Jim, i got to ask you, my man, how you been? I mean, I miss your work front and center, you know, every day in front of us. It was such a joy all those years to, you know, to read your stuff. And um, how are you? And what are you doing? And then we'll get into the Phillies, but how's life? <laughs> Everything's good, Joe. Thank you very much. Um, it's good to hear your voice Thank as you. well. Um, though I hear it often. Um, Thank you. No, just kind of uh, still searching for that next chapter in life, that second act in life. Not sure what it is, but uh, everything is good, my friend. Thank you for asking. Good. Let me ask you this, and if you don't want a deep dive, we won't, but do you want that second act to be baseball-related, or are you thinking something totally else? otherwise? I'm not sure. Open to, open to everything. Open to a lot of different um, areas. Uh, you know, I, I guess we're going to find that out. <laughs> Good for you. All right. Well, listen, that's a nice spot in life to be when when you've got, you know, you got options and you yeah. can be retired otherwise. Good for you, Jim. That's good stuff. Um, yeah. All right, Jim. Let's let's get into the fills. Man, is there a lot to cover here? And and John, we have not done one of these. I don't mean with Jim. I mean with anybody since the season ended, basically. Been a long time. Been a long time. All right, so let's do it, Jim. Um, I'll start with a question that might be perceived as negative, but I'll just start here. Are the Atlanta Braves definitively better than the Phillies? Even though the Phillies beat them in the playoffs two years in a row, from a regular season standpoint, would you say it's much more likely the Phillies are a second-place team than a first-place team? As I go in, 
rest of the season, I think the, I, I do give the Braves an edge. But, I mean, they have an explosive lineup. But I, I don't think the Phillies lineup is anything to, uh, to doubt. I mean, it's a heck of a lineup top to bottom as well. And, and you know, when the chips have been down, the, the Phillies have just outplayed them uh, in October the last two years. So I think the Braves are still a team to beat in the division. I mean, they won, I think, they won 140. So they won about 14 more games than the Phillies last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, as we all know, October's a different animal. Um, get in, get hot, uh, play some home games. You never know what can happen. I know it didn't end well at home. But uh, uh, I think the Braves are a better club. Uh, probably top to bottom. Really curious to see what the sale acquisition acquisition looks like and and what he has um, as he joins uh, you know a top team like that. Strider is obviously a, a great pitcher, um, but the Phillies have proven they can play with him. I'd give the Braves uh, the edge in the division, but um, I think you know you still got to you still got to play the thing out. The Phillies have a hell of a team. They have a hell of a lineup. Got a great place to start at the top of the rotation with Wheeler and Nola. And, and Suarez, I guess if I had a big question, is that, you know, what kind of drop-off are you going to see after the top three in the rotation? But I think a lot of teams have that. So, um, so many years covering the Phillies, you know, you go to Clearwater, and it's like, okay, they're rebuilding. Okay, they really don't have a chance, but, you know, you're going to see how this thing plays out. I think it's just very exciting for their team and their fan base that, you know, they're in a, in a championship-type window here, and they have been for a few years reporting to camp. Um, with one goal, get to the World Series and win it. And uh, that's, that's very, very exciting for a town because um, baseball is every day. And uh, it gives you something to talk about every day, something to rehash every day. It's like a daily cereal. It's like, um, it's like, you know, when they do those experiments on a bus where everybody reads the same book and all of a sudden everybody's talking the next day about something. That's what, it, that's what it's like in a community and in a town when you have a good baseball team. Mm. Uh, something to talk about on a daily basis. And uh, I think the Phillies have a good team. It's going to be fascinating. You know, when you have teams like this, it's like I can't wait to fast forward to October and see how it all shakes out. Yeah, That's kind sure. of how I feel about this team. That's how I feel about this team. But, I will wow. say, but Jim, I will say this, though. I'm also looking forward to a fun regular season. Like, let me put it this no, way. No. The, last, the last two regular seasons, not exactly the most fun. I no. mean, it was brutal in April and May, and they had to climb out of a hole. It'd be nice to see a more comfortable journey and to see if they can be a 95-plus win team, which I think they can be, but have not been since 2011. Yeah, the last two seasons have been NASCAR races. Um, <laughs> well, they have. You know, there are a lot of ways to win a division or, or, you know, be a good team, get where you want to go in October. I mean, you can be the, the 93 Phillies or the 84 Tigers and jump out early and go box the wire, but, you know, you can also be a NASCAR race where you kind of lay back a little bit in the middle of the pack, stay out of trouble, let people wreck ahead of you, and then zoom by them. So, um, but I do agree with you. I, I think you can play with fire when, when you try to go for the whip too many times in June and July. It would be nice to build a little more cushion early. But, uh, you know, they got some veteran guys, and sometimes it takes veteran guys a little bit of time to get going. But um, a quicker start is something I've, I've read that Thompson wants. And uh, this team is certainly capable of, but uh, it's also, you know, it, it's a nice quality to have um, when you finish strong because it gives you a heck of a lot of momentum going into October. And this team knows how to finish. They really do. Jim, how close were the Phillies to being outbid by the Braves for Aaron Nola's services? 
Well, I don't know the exact numbers, um, but I, I, I don't think it was that close. I think, I think in Aaron's mind that might have been the second, um, been the second landing spot in his mind. Rick Kranitz is there. They're very close uh, pitching coach. Sure. Of the Braves. I mean, whenever the Braves come in or the Phillies are down there, you know, the day after Nola starts, or, or uh, you, you'll see them out there in the outfield like at 2 o'clock and they'll be chatting. So you know there's a great relationship there. And Nola credits him and Bob McClure during those days for for a lot of his development, especially uh, if I remember with the changeup. But um, I think they were number two, but I don't know where their finances were. Um, Nola clearly wanted to come back to Philly, a place where he had established um, roots uh, and, you know, a, a level of greatness and pitched mm-hmm. in the last two postseasons and was comfortable and was homegrown, and that means something. And they gave him a heck of a competitive offer. I mean, seven years, um, almost $25 million AAV, uh, where do I sign? <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's right. How realistic was the chance that the Phillies could actually lure Yamamoto here? We're not on the West Coast. Is that yeah. sort of the gist of it? Yes, I think it was all about location, 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 and teammate, teammate, teammate. I think he wanted to um, play with Otani, and I, <laughs> I think something was something was in the cards there. When you look at the way Otani's deal was structured, and uh, the, you know that almost. Almost feels like a package deal. I don't know if we'll ever get verification on that, but Phillies don't have a real uh, history with uh, Japanese players. Um, you know, most of them have gone to the West Coast or one of the New York clubs. Uh, but, you know, the Phillies made an offer. I think it started with a three. I, you know, I think one thing the Phillies have long done with their payroll is, uh, you know, they'll have one number in mind, but they'll have another number in mind if the right opportunity um presents itself. And that goes back to Jim Tomey. They had one number in mind and another number in mind if we can get Jim Tomey. Uh, I think they had one number in mind for this offseason, but another number in mind if they could get Yamamoto. So they did make an offer, um, and I think it was very significant. But um, uh, in the end, it just seems like this guy was going to go and and be a Dodger. They're just an international team, an international brand, and – It'll be fascinating to see, uh, you know, how they how they play this year. Jim Salisbury with us here. Jim, one of the spicier situations, there's not much spicy with the Phils right now, but one of the more intriguing things is the Wheeler contract. Yeah. This is the last year of the deal. He has delivered, I mean, in a way that few free agents that ever came to Philadelphia have delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of numbers do you think he could be looking at and obviously the Phils will be motivated to try to sign him before he becomes a free agent. What do you know about Wheeler on a personal level of whether he'd be motivated to get to free agency? Or do you think that he would be amenable to signing before free agency? And what would that take? Well, knowing him a little bit, I, you know, and, and I, I don't, I haven't talked to him about this. I haven't spoken to him in a while, but he's, he's a very steady guy personality wise. Um, kind of, you know, rock solid, steady. He reminds you a little bit of Roy Halladay, maybe a little more personality, but in terms of work ethic and that laser focus, he reminds you of, of Halladay. I, I, I just think, uh, you know, he's going to want to be paid what he's worth. I think he likes it here. I think he likes that he can get on an airplane and be home to Atlanta in an hour and a half. Um, you know, his wife is, uh, they have a growing family and, and she's from, has roots in New Jersey and he's had success here. I mean, there are some measurements, some metrics that say he's been the best starting pitcher in baseball since 2020. Um, some of the uh, some of the WAR measurements. Either way, he's been a top 
three or four. Yeah. Um, they need to retain him. I think there's a appetite on the Philly side to get something done before the season. And he seems to me to have that personality that he's probably not. He's made a lot of money. I don't think he's going to look be looking to, to wring every last dollar out of free agency. So I think he would be agreeable if the money is right. Now, it's tricky because he's going to pitch at 34 this year and pitch at 35 the first year of the new deal. So um, I don't I, I would think it's got to be a four-year deal. It's got to be more than Nola at, you know, Nola's at 24 and change. It's got to be about, I would think it's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not real good at this stuff, but I would think it's got to be about 25 per um, at at least four. You might have to go five to get him off the market. Um, but because of his age, you think he does not touch Nola's total of $170 million because he's older? Yeah, I mean they spread out Nola. Yeah, he's I think he's what three three or four years older than Nola. So that's a yeah, that's definitely a, a mitigating factor there. I mean you look at Sonny Gray, he's about Wheeler's age. I think he what got three uh, at twenty five per. And you know I, I think Wheeler's obviously better than that. I, I could see them adding uh, to the term there and, and having to go above that. I mean you look at Degrom, he got I think he got. 35 or 36 or 37 from the Rangers, which, uh, and, you know, he's a little bit older than Wheeler, I believe. So it's, I would say it's probably going to be above 25, maybe approaching 30, and it might uh, have to be four years um, if you're really serious about getting him off the market. Now, there's, there's risks on both sides. You go into the season, you don't get him done. He has a great year. Boom, he uses that to, as a launching pad. Uh, but if he, if he doesn't have a great year, then he, he might kick himself. So uh, it's, there's a lot of calculus there that has to be weighed by both sides, but I do think there's an appetite to get something done, and it wouldn't surprise me if they get something done before his opening day start, and I think he deserves the opening day start, but um, but we'll see. Um, I, I do know they, they need him uh, because this window is, is open. It's going to be open for a few years, um, but it's, you know, the age makes it a tough call. He's been pretty healthy the last since he's come here. I mean, in fact, the Mets, you know, you look at the money they've spent on pitching – they made a huge mistake having no interest in retra- retaining him because basically because of his health history. I mean, their previous administration came out and said it was the, the, his health history. Well, he, his elbow barked a little bit 22, but um, I think he's been really healthy and he's answered the bell and he's been a great pitcher for the Phillies and a great signing by uh, uh, Matt Klintak and, and his guys. He's been a great Philly. I think he likes being a Philly, and I, I personally would be very surprised if they don't figure out a way to extend this relationship um, and, and, you know, see what happens. I mean, it's going to be a risk getting older. Yeah, you, never yeah. know when you, you never know when you're going to throw your last bullet. But uh, that's the way the game is played. you you, you got to have pitching and um, pitching rules, and you got to lock this guy up. Who should lead off for the Phillies? Well, I think we'll be talking about that. When that's one of those things that, like Joe said, it's fun to talk about all season. We'll probably be talking about that all season, right? We, we were talking about it right into October. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways. I mean, Thompson has been – for years, um, expressing his kind of fascination with the idea of Stott being a leadoff man someday, the way he grinds the bats, his, his selectivity, his knowledge of strike zone. I mean, I think Stott and Turner could be pretty darn good up the top um, and, and maybe get some of Schwarber's thump in the middle behind some on-base percentage. You're probably looking at something pretty good. Um, but, I mean, who knows what it's going to look like in June I mean, come on, we all know we're going to get to June and Schwarber's going to go off. and then have a... <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
Well, let me ask you this, Jim. Jim, I brought this up earlier this week. Let's say they settle on Schwarber is the optimal leadoff hitter, even though it's unconventional. But they know his history of not hitting well in April and May. Would you not bat him leadoff, even if that's the intention, in the first two months, just because why let him get the most plate appearances? It's a great thought, and it gives you a trial run with with something else up there. Maybe it's the trial run they're looking for with Stott and Turner up top. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of that in spring training. Uh, It's really a fascinating topic. One of the the biggest job a manager has is, to me, not pulling strings. It's dealing with personalities and knowing personalities and what makes your guys tick. And Schwarber loves hitting leadoff. He loves getting up there and, 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 and hitting the lightning bolt somewhere early in the game and, and, and quieting down a crowd or electrifying a crowd. And he, it's where he's comfortable. It's where he feels like he thrives. It's where he feels like he's in a good mental frame of mind. It's up to a manager to realize that and, and say, I might get the most out of my guy in this position, but it's also up, up to him to try other things. I mean, their record is phenomenal with Schwarber there. It's, it's, as, you, as you said, it's, it's, it's unconventional. Uh, and people are going to squawk about it, but all that matters is wins and losses. And it's like, to me, it's like making making a barbecue sauce. I mean, everybody makes it a little bit different. Everybody has a different. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Everybody has a different ingredient, but in the end, does it taste good? It can have a strange ingredient. You can cook it a little different. It can be a cold product. It can be a hot product. Does it taste good? And in the end, if if this lineup, however they do it, if if it wins ball games and it tastes good. Then you ride it, and you don't worry about it if it's unconventional. But um, I think there's a couple ways like he could go that way because the, the results have been so good with Schwarber at the top, and that allows you to put some contact in the middle, which is kind of attractive. It, it reduces some of your swing and, and miss in the middle um, because you can get stopped down there um, on occasion. So that's not a bad quality to have. Um, but I think it'll play out in spring training. They'll experiment with it, and I think we'll be talking about it all year long. All year long. And as long as the barbecue sauce tastes good, you go with it. <laughs> Johan Rojas looked so overmatched at the plate in the postseason last year. How quickly can he be brought up to speed offensively, and how much can he improve at the plate? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ability there. I mean, he's a I think he got here offensively, got here before his time. Defensively, he clearly was ready. He was a real difference maker out there. Um, but he looked completely overmatched in, in the postseason. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I come from a, you know, kind of an old-school background where a guy like Johan Rojas, especially being a young Latin player, would have played, would have played winter ball for a month and maybe gotten 120 at-bats, 100 at-bats, 80 at-bats, I don't know, uh, seen pitches see pitches every day from some older guys who really maybe don't have the stuff that you see here, but really know how to pitch, change speed, locate. I think that would have helped him a lot uh, in terms of pitch wrecking. Not everything in hitting is the swing. We spend so much time these days teaching, talking about the swing, the swing, the swing. Well, there's a lot of it to me that's pitch recognition and repetition, being in the batter's box over and over and over um, learning what you can do with certain pitches. I think a month of winter ball would have helped them. Mm-hmm. Um, teams kind of shy away from that. They're big into recovery time now. But, uh, and, you know, he, it's not like he hasn't been working. He's been at their academy working with some of their hitting instructors. So we'll see what the improvement looks like. I mean, to me, he's kind of a – I do see the aptitude there. I, I do see the way he's improved since he's been in pro ball has been um, been been very good. So I, I do think uh, – 
he has the ability to improve, but, you know, time is going to tell. Um, you know, I think you can throw yeah. him out there and be your everyday defensive center field, but I, I don't know that he's even going to be, you know, I wouldn't rule out him spending some time in AAA and needing some time in AAA. I, I agree with you. This is a deep dive with Jim Salisbury here on WIP. And, by the way, Seltzer, is this great? I mean, not only Phillies baseball, but Phil's baseball with Salisbury. I have again. like a huge smile on my face. This whole—it's just so good to hear Jim on with us. All right, Jim, let's let's get to the closer spot. Who's the closer? Well, who was the closer the last few years? I'm still waiting for Rob Thompson to uh, anoint one, <laughs> but he doesn't like to do that. Nor did Joe before him, um, which is ironic because they were Yankees and they had the greatest ever. But. Right. Um, you know, I mean, last year, obviously, Kimbrell was the closer. Um, but he had a good first half, um, really good first half. It's one of the reasons, I mean, the bullpen really helped keep him afloat. I mean, he was an all-star. I mean, I, I will say, I so I'll just tackle this quickly, Jim. I had less anti-Kimbrell in the postseason than a lot of people did reaction-wise. He never should have been in game four, but that was Rob Thompson's fault for putting him in. Yeah. I mean, Kimbrell gave baseball what he could for over a decade he made nine all-star games including one for the phillies his arm was done and the manager should have seen it yeah and we've seen that before um oh uh, you think in, in, in the, <laughs> right. we've, we've seen that before so you think it's, you think it's by committee here jim you think it's mix and match and figure it out yeah. as you go basically well i think i think push comes to shove a lot of those opportunities are going to end up in in alvarado's hands uh, that said, somebody gets the hot hand. Strom gets the hot hand. Gregory Soto gets the hot hand. Well, what um, about Kirkring? How much better is he going to be this year when everything he throws isn't just the Frisbee that we saw last year? Yeah, well, if the Frisbee's down, it's really tough. But we saw against Arizona, it was up. It wasn't so tough. Hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 I put, you know, this might be unpopular, but to me, Kirkring is, is a little bit like Rojas, very unproven. I don't rule out that he needs more time. I also don't rule out he could be a stud as soon as this year. We'll see. Um, you know, we shall see. Obviously, the ingredients are really good. I don't know that he's re- ready to close on an everyday basis, but there's been surprises before. I'm sure at some point yeah. he's going to get an opportunity. And if you seize it and you run with it, um, you know, then, then, then you got something. I mean, bullpen, yeah. you know, the construction of a bullpen or even a team doesn't stop really until the trade deadline. Just because uh, opening day is here or first day of spring training is here doesn't mean – you know, you look at the uh, Diamondbacks, their one-two punch at the back of the bullpen last year. Ginkle kind of started the season, I think. I mean, he got some chances late in games, but I, I think they were envisioning him more as maybe a sixth and seventh inning guy, and all of a sudden he became a dominant eighth inning guy, and then they acquired the closer at the trade deadline. So, you know, yeah. bullpens can change. I remember the 08 bullpen, Ryan Madsen. All of a sudden something went off uh, in 08 in August, mid-August. He became an assassin. He changed. He, he took a good, really good bullpen and made a dynamic bullpen. So, the, the key to that bullpen might be here. It might be in a mid mid season acquisition. Uh, the closer might come later on. I don't know. There'll be guys out there, and Dombrowski will be looking to, to wheel and deal. I think he's keeping some of his powder dry, probably for the for the trade deadline, uh, this off season because they haven't done other than you know retaining Noel on a, on a big item, and they got Wheeler to do. Um, but you know, I, I still think you got power down there, and you got the potential to be pretty good i think you, you do need more inventory uh, i think they could probably use another outfielder right-handed hitter um because you don't know how that whole rojas pache marsh triumvirate's going to play out might be nice to add another candidate out there we'll see so I, I don't think their construction is done i'm not expecting a big ticket but we'll see
Jim, one last thing here. You know, we started on the NL East. Let's have one more on the NL East. So this time last year, Phillies, Mets, Braves, in whatever order. Um, are the Braves off the radar with everything that's happened to them in the last 12 months? Is this just a Phillies-Braves division and the Mets? I mean, do the Mets not even make the playoffs again? Well, their lineup is not that bad. I, I, I'd be concerned about their pitching. Um, and if they play well midseason, I think, you know, their owner will sniff it and they'll try to do something. Uh, depending on what's out there in the trade market. But, I mean, their lineup is, is not bad. I, I would not rule them out by any means, especially with, you know, uh, six teams making the, the postseason in, in each league. Um, but I, I do think it's probably a two-team race for the division with the Braves on top. But I still think the I, I know the Mets don't have a lot of pitching. I know they haven't done a lot. I know they, it feels like they've, they've shifted gears. Um, but I still like – some of their hitters. I still like their lineup. Not the answer I was looking for, Jim. You disappoint <laughs> me in the end. I think I still think they'll be, think they'll be, they'll be interesting. I, 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 I'm not going to write anybody fair off. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, they do got guys. There's no doubt. Hey, Jim, um, wonderful talking to you, and we look forward to talking to you through the baseball season. And uh, just great hearing your voice, my man. Thanks for the expertise and, uh, and who you are. Thank you, Jim. Oh, thank you, guys. Great chatting with you. And uh, we'll be in touch. Bye-bye. You got it. Thanks, Jim. The great Jim Salisbury. All right, good morning to all as we broadcast from Borgata in Atlantic City. Wonderful to be with you on this Friday morning. This segment right now, Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie, this segment brought to us by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans, they are arriving daily. At Mount Holly Nissan, minutes from everywhere, just over the bridge, online with mounthollynissan.com. If you want to react to anything Jim Salisbury said, please do. Anything we've been discussing throughout the show, including what you're most looking forward to in the next couple months in Philadelphia sports. I had referenced the Eagles earlier. And not even optimistically, per se, just looking forward to finding out what it turns into. Is Darius Slay traded or not? Is that an indication that the Eagles are going forward in 2024 and trying to win? Or is it a, hey, let's reset the deck sort of salary situation? You know, of course, we've got to find out, are Kelsey Cox and Brandon Graham going to choose to play again? And then if they do, will the Eagles want to have them? I mean, I feel very confident they would want Kelsey back. I feel less confident they would want Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham back. I mean, that's – and then, of course, it's like, at what price? So these are some of the decisions, many decisions, but the Sixers, Flyers, Eagles, Phils, I mean, there's intriguing stuff for all the teams. Let's talk to Justin, our guy from Tennessee. Good morning there, Justin. Good morning, y'all. How you doing this morning? Doing well, Justin. Hey, man, good deal. I was listening earlier this week, and uh, – I heard myself on the drop board. I was a little flattered there when I said John Frickin' Rich. That was pretty cool. How about <laughs> I that? Realize, I did not realize I made the drop board. That's, 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 big time, that's big time, Justin. That's big time. Yeah, it is. That is. Because, you know why, though? Because you're Joe the Hammer to Camera, man. Well, that's kind, <laughs> and you're trying to make the drop board a second time. <laughs> no, like, I'm just doing it for you, man. I know you like it real well. When I well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a better – I need a little more verve in your voice. I'm going to lay out here. I need – Okay. you don't have to scream, but give me a little bit more enthusiasm. You're Joe the Hammer to camera, man. 
Nah, I still don't hear it. He doesn't have it's it for you. Maybe, no. yeah, maybe he just doesn't feel <laughs> it. He can't no. fake it, you know? No. Right. Nope. Hey, that's, that's, I don't blame you, Justin. Great. I wouldn't be able to pull it off either. I'm glad you weren't uh, chosen to be uh, Meg Ryan's character in... Uh, in when Harry yeah. Had Sally. Yeah, boy, that'd be bad. Rob Reiner would have had to do, do some work with you to get to get you in the in the gear. <laughs> you know, Justin, do you know the story behind that? Rob Reiner thought that Meg Ryan was not doing a good enough job faking it. So Rob Reiner was the one that then sat at the table and started with his hands hitting the table, showing Meg Ryan what he wanted the big O to be like. Well, maybe. And I'm not talking Oscar <laughs> Robertson. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I need better direction. You know? yeah. Next time, next time we'll go for better direction. <laughs> Any, anyway, enough. one one quick thing I want to get to uh, with uh, the commanders hiring Dan Quinn. Yeah. You know, there's rumors out there that uh, Chip Kelly may be interested in being the offensive coordinator, and we're seeing this around a little bit more. The head coach of Boston College left to be the defensive coordinator at Green Bay, and he led Boston College to winning record the last three years. A lot of these college coaches, they don't like the NIL stuff, and they're yeah. moving away yep. wow. into being coordinators. So what are y'all's thoughts about Chip Kelly possibly being the commander's offensive coordinator? Well, look at the new Seattle head coach. Yep. You know, that he was the Michigan defensive coordinator two years ago. Before that, yeah, the college game, what, what they said would never happen back when I was playing. They said yeah. the college game, this uh, the option style offense, it'll never succeed in the NFL. And what what you're seeing is it is, and defenses have to figure out a way to stop it. And so it, it does translate. Well, Justin, what would be fascinating if we get to the point where Chip Kelly gets hired? Two things, in my opinion, most especially. Number one, will he be so adherent to what he has liked to do historically, or will he adjust from his prior? experience in pro football because that was that was the thing about year three at the eagles and year one with san francisco it was like december and january with the eagles this year he just kept doing the same thing so he didn't have a change up that's number one number two will dan quinn as the head coach force chip kelly to slow down sometimes because yeah. i am convinced one of the problems with the 2015 eagles and it may have been a problem at the end of 2014 when the eagles tailed off is chip's pace on offense when you don't have a college roster put defensive starters in a hell of a bind from a physicality standpoint. I, I remember a game, ironically, against Washington. I believe it was 2015 when the defensive players were on the field for 80 snaps. It was unbelievable. And I yeah. think that yeah. was week three. And I think Fletcher Cox was out there for like 70 of yeah. them or something. And it's yeah, like I remember that. no reason. I mean, no, no wonder why players were dissatisfied and guys were wearing down. I mean, you, you know, this is not college football where you get to have, you know, 55-star recruits. Yeah, I mean, you don't, I, you don't get you don't get eighty and ninety man rosters like forty seven on game day. So slow it the hell down, dude. I, I think I think he will if if he does make this change. I just think it's fascinating that you're seeing head coaches of college. It is that's that is interesting. I'm calling for Jay Wright Justin as the Sixers defensive coordinator. <laughs> Jay Wright sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't have an answer for for y'all's thing today but i do have a suggestion if i may please sure okay i know everybody there is probably a fan of ice cream like if you're not there's something wrong with you yes. well gabe kapler gabe kapler puts it in his mouth and spits it out like some kind of idiot but anyway <laughs> Rhea, i think you and uh john will especially appreciate this because you have children yeah and get fruit roll-ups 
don't matter what flavor, as long as it's just a fruit roll-up. Take a scoop of ice cream, vanilla preferably, put it in the fruit roll-up, and then make oh, a ball. Oh, is the TikTok thing? It, it makes it really crispy and crunchy. Mm. Oh, my God. My son done this. And it's cold down here, but I'll eat ice cream any day of the week twice on Sunday. I don't care what the weather. There you go. My God, it is amazing. So just make a little ball yeah. out of the fruit roll-up. Can it's you really say ball crunchy. again? Can you say that again? Make a what? <laughs> ball. Give me, give uh, me one more. I got to hear that one more time. Bow. Uh, God bless you, Justin. Football. <laughs> Football. Baseball. Baseball. I appreciate <laughs> the recommendation, Justin. Justin, stay well, pal. Good stuff. Yeah, what do you do? You, you put the fruit roll up in so the ice cream? So you put ice cream, oh, you put cream in a fruit roll up, and it makes and it, it like, really it. crunchy. Yeah. It makes and sense. Then you, I haven't know. tried it. I'm going to try it. I, I know. The, I, I, I want to try roll ups it. And I got we always cream. have fruit roll-ups in the house. So, yeah. And we always have ice cream. So I could try it when I get home. James, I, I assume it's too soon to get his ball into drop of the week. <laughs> that was unbelievable. <laughs> I could try and make it out. Well, it doesn't much matter. I think everyone just heard it. Let's we just get to heard today's, it, yeah. James, let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance major pairs. Armin Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, we got two different questions today. The first is, what are, you more, what are you most looking forward to in the next few months of Philadelphia sports? Eagles with free agency in the draft, Flyers with a playoff push, and then what they do in the playoffs if they get there. Choice C, the Philly season. That includes spring training, which starts soon. Uh, and choice D is the Sixers playoffs, obviously, to find out, can they get past the second round? What can they do thereafter if they do? Um, John, where do you uh, think people voted on this? It just feels like. The, the Phillies are going to win this in a landslide. They do, but not as much of a landslide as I expected. Surprising. 51% Phillies. Wow. Hmm. All right, so second place is what? The Eagles offseason? Eagles, 26%. Jeez. 12% wow. for the Sixers, 11% for the Flyers. Now, look, the Sixers might have gotten a bigger percentage, clearly, if Joel had not just gotten hurt. That definitely could have downgraded them in the eyes of some people for that type of poll, which is reasonable. Um, all right, let's get to the second Twitter poll we have today, which is what was a bigger TV moment? Now, we on our panel are 2-2. Devin, are you in the too young variety to weigh in on the Whiteford Bronco chase versus the verdict? So I'm t- I was too young to remember it live, but I've – you know, learned about it over the years, and I, I'm going to vote if I have a vote uh, for the Whiteboard Bronco Chase. Okay, so three, two Whiteboard Bronco Chase for our panels. Uh, Richie, where do you think people came in? Again, the question: bigger TV moment. This stems from yesterday's show. We we were deadlocked at the end of the show. Bigger TV moment, the and we're in chronological order. OJ's Whiteboard Bronco Chase or the OJ verdict. John, what do you think? One. I'm just, I'm gonna this total guess. Uh, the, the verdict wins because people could schedule it, and so more people saw that possibly. The verdict did live. not win. Wow. Two to one ratio. Sixty-seven percent of people say the white Ford Bronco Chase, which means we will award the four pack of tickets to see the Flyers game, the outdoor game against Josh Harris's Devils, uh, to our caller Kenneth Sinaminson with his answer of the white Ford Bronco from yesterday. Well done. Uh, speaking of well done, I think drop of the week, as Seltzer puts it together, hopefully it's always considered well done. James, let's get to the drop of the week. Yeah, buh, 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 whoa, buh, buh, yourself with the drop of the week brought to us by Family and Company Jewelers. Visit them online at familyjewelers.com. Again, that's 
FamilyJewelers.com. They're right there on Route 70, Marlton, New Jersey. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. James, what are we looking at this week for Drop of the Week? Yeah, let's dive in. First, we have to clean something up from last week. There was a, a request Uh-oh. made from Uh-oh. me. Uh, if you all remember, we played one of the many weird noises that Joe makes. Uh, and you guys, I believe, called it like a ghost dog. Here was that noise. You know, open-ended question. Mostly relevant to the future. I mean, a little bit on the past. <laughs> like just an insane noise to come out yes, of someone's mouth. the hound but... of the Baskervilles. So I was asked to, uh, you know, put a few of them together. Here's what it would sound like. <laughs> it kind of sounds uh, like Scooby-Doo. It does. There's almost like some bullfrog in there. Bullfrog mm. oh, and yeah. dog yeah. combo. I can see that. Was that Jeremiah? Was he the one that was a bullfrog? Jeremiah was, was a bullfrog. He was. Yeah. Look at you. And a good friend of mine. Is that, uh, is that the same song? Never as, understood a single word yeah. he said. Is that the same song as Joy to the World, or are they two different songs? Yeah, I was at a good time. It's the same song. Same song. Wasn't there another song that sounded like it? Am I? No. Jeremiah was oh, wow. a bullfrog. That, that's the same song. John just won Drop of the Week. <laughs> All right, Seltzer, <laughs> let's keep it rolling. That was All right, uh, you told us how uh, you had had your uniform in your car uh, for a year, essentially, more or less. Finally got it uh, washed. Not a year. It was like four months. Four months. Yes. Finally got it washed. Uh, John- no, 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 no. I don't know that it's washed. I finally dropped Brought it to your mom's. mom's. Yes, yeah. correct. Oh, Good point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Um, John I mean, maybe, would- maybe Mom and Dee's delinquent in her duty. Has to, oh, has yeah. To, you got to get on her for that has, one. Has to get that. Yeah. Mom, do my laundry. Um, <laughs> so uh, Richie was not happy with you, but it also led to this exchange, which, Joe, probably a little too much. That's unfair to that uniform. Three rounds of the playoffs. How would you feel if you were that uniform? I would feel lucky. Scrunched to- into a bag, shoved into the back seat of your car. Did yeah, it but- smell? I didn't put my, my nose in the bag. I'm sure it probably did. Yeah. Knowing my body odor, I would say so. Oh, jeez. one. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you remember, that thing had drippage right from the start of the play. Oh, there was no! that. There was that factor also. You know I it's think good it's when rare. every single person goes, oh. <laughs> I think it's rare when your own brand is noticeably bad and no, offensive. I don't think I, I. I think I'm body odor okay. Although I will say <laughs> yesterday, John, I was proud of my body odor. What? You did not notice that I did not shower Wednesday into Thursday. How do you know I didn't notice? Well, you didn't say anything. <laughs> you are the kind of guy that would. So my shower was not working Thursday morning when I woke up. Uh-huh. And thank you to David from my apartment complex, who did a tremendous job fixing the shower quickly. There you go. But yesterday was sans shower. In the you morning. made do without. I did. Mm. I did. Yeah. You, right, do, let's... you know how you do it. Extra deodorant. There Everyone you go. The yes. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe even a little cologne if you have to. All right. Let's well, you keep... can also. Well. Yeah, I'll let's let's that. move on. Yeah. <laughs> People are eating breakfast. All right, uh, Joe, you said this. Question is whether his personality in the Delaware Valley can woo 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 the ladies. Hold on, that was a lot of <laughs> woos. <laughs> woo 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 the ladies. There you go. What is good? Well, that was strange. Just trying to help John. That's all. All right. Speaking of helping John, uh, this isn't of the funny variety. This is of the big moment on the show variety. As our guy John Ritchie finally got the haircut, here's the moment. All right, John Ritchie, the hair is is ready to be. I mean, the back end, it's like let's let's go. All right, Mike, if you would, sir, from Joseph Anthony Retreat Spawn Salon, this is going to be donated to the kids, and this is going to improve John's life. And the cutting process has begun. This is wonderful, John. How do you feel right now? Lighter, <laughs> happier, <laughs> optimistic, positive, excited. Uh, and the big portion is off. Look, I, I ain't touching it. But there it is. There it is. Good job. 
That's good. It's great stuff. It, it really looked horrendous. I Seeing the video after the fact, uh, the little Lord Fauntleroy look. <laughs> that, That's really what it was. It was too. so bad. Lord Farquaad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good work. Uh, all right, Joe, uh, ice cream was brought up uh, just a few minutes ago. Ironically, because you told us about how you feel, uh, feel old doing athletics, and it led to this. You know what makes me feel old, and I don't do it much, anything athletic these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're kidding, buddy. Because I, when, when did you last do an athletic thing? I saw Joe on a walk last week. That's, you did. That's the point. He's he walking. He was eating a gigantic ice cream, so I don't know if that... <laughs> <laughs> did you get a your I was. <laughs> I sure did. He was really eating a gigantic and ice cream. And Devin considered hitting me with her car. I did not. Yeah, no, no, it I saw it. crossed my mind for like We all would have supported it, Devin. I saw it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, I you did. know, hold on. If you were walking, just walking. Yep. That ice cream cone did more damage than the walking did good. I, you know that. I do know that. Okay. And if you remember, there was a piece of pizza that had proceeded. <laughs> no, or no, no, it was a cheesesteak that day. Oh, so that was great. A bad, yeah, that was great. a great combo. All right, let's keep it rolling. I didn't hear this. None of us heard this. Joe Wechter heard this. Grabbed it. Pretty good line. Kind of made it harder, you know, mm. harder at nighttime and stuff. What are you talking about? I don't know. What is Wechter thinking? <laughs> That's a good question. You tell me. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling. Naughty. Uh, it was naughty. Uh, Ruben Amaro, strange way to tell John John Ritchie that he likes his haircut. <laughs> you look delicious. <laughs> I mean, delicious. It's, uh, I mean oh my that. goodness. Well, dude, yeah, you look hey, like thanks. a different human being. I know. I. <laughs> It's there fantastic. There was a lot of hair there. Thank you. Rube just called you a tasty snack. Yeah, <laughs> he is. I mean, look at him. Ladies. Yeah. That's great. I you look it. delicious. So good. That's great. I believe Very Ruben. I think Ruben has one drop of the week before. I yes, think. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, let's keep it rolling. One more from Ruben. Uh, funny line. Uh, caller was talking about meeting Ruben's dad, and this happened. Yeah, he was very, very cool to me. And I, I, was he number 20? He was indeed. Yeah, they retired 20, his number. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so like, yeah. That's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome line. That is good. I love, too, how Rube's the first one to laugh. He says the line and then just starts laughing. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah, Rube. that was good. All right, a couple more. Uh, John, uh, you did get your hair cut, and you look much better, which everyone let you know. So uh, how are you feeling with the uh, fresh new haircut there? Fresh. Fresh? Yeah, I feel I feel really good. It's it's way better, and I feel like people respect me more. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I do respect you more. That's John, true. I saw the pictures yesterday. It's so much better. It's not even funny. I know. I and like I, you. And, I like and you and more. I've known now. you for a long time, <laughs> and I have more respect for you. It's yeah. pretty wild that Thanks. not one person has been like, "Oh, I kind of like the long hair." Like, <laughs> like it's so yeah. much better. I mean, John, how does it? In all sincerity, Sledge. In all sincerity, John. How does it feel knowing you had hair for that long that everybody hated? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Just piled on there. You know what crushes me? When the, the moment I got home, my daughter said, you forgot the Padawan braid. There was a consideration. Yeah. Remember once upon a time, like, wouldn't it be cool to just leave the Padawan braid like <sighs> Anakin had? On the one cool side, maybe the not word. Permanent. yeah, not yeah. permanently, <laughs> just temporarily. but just for like a week. Yeah, I forgot to do that. Well, let's not have the hair grow for four more years to try yeah. that. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, two more quick ones, uh, Rich. You were talking to Joe. I just thought this was funny. You said this, Tim. I'm, I'm sorry that your Thank life you. is the way it is. Uh,
Wow. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I mean, it's an HR violation. Uh, and the last one, we all heard a little bit ago. Just a horrendous Martin. Martin! <laughs> Martin! It just felt like my, my voice just fell apart. Just my Martin! voice just... My voice couldn't do it. Wow. Was it like a voice crack? Or I don't Martin. know. We, you went up so many octaves. Jimmy, do you have a side-by-side? Like, do we, do we have a definitive? We can get to that next segment. Yeah, yeah. I get to that. That'd be uh, so what wins here? It's either you or Ruben, I think. I would agree with that. What is the it? The Martin, man. Yeah, the Martin's pretty good. That's yeah. crazy. All right, coming we up. We can throw that in any time. Coming up, we'll get, we'll, get the real, we'll get the real Martin, the fake Martin, and we'll further examine. We'll also get back to all the calls on uh, what we're looking yep. forward to in Philly sports. Plus, time's yours up ahead on a uh, busy Friday morning. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie from Borgato, 94 WIP. Here's what's happening at Borgata. Don't miss out on the action at Borgata's Poker Room where great cards, lucky seats, and high hands bring excitement to every player. Open seven days a week. Excitement is waiting, and you are only miles away from your happy place. Experience award-winning restaurants, exciting bars, and live music, big-name entertainment, and a spacious casino filled with your favorite slots and table games. The action at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa doesn't stop. Start planning your getaway today. Visit theborgata.com for more details. From Borgata to the sounds of Zeppelin. Little Misty Mountain Hop and hello to all on this Friday morning. Show to camera John Ritchie along with uh, Devin and Rhea and Seltzer, 94 WIP. You know, that was some wild news there on Theo Epstein. Wasn't that? That is, um, that's something. You know, I got to give that guy, man, a tip of the cap for what he did inside the halls of Major League Baseball for the couple years he was there. No the doubt, Joe. Yep. I mean, he got to, this dude's a stone-cold winner. Yep. Stone-cold winner. So, James, who – all right, he, he solved the Red Sox problem. He solved the Cubs problem, um, which I still think is an underrated accomplishment <laughs> yeah. I in think America. it's the greatest accomplishment in the history of sports. Yep. <laughs> well, well. It, it might, it, it's up there. All right, so, James, let me ask you this, and I have no clue off the top of my head. Which team in the four major sports that's been around the longest has the biggest drought? Like, who should he go to next if he leaves the Red Sox? Is it – is it the Lions? Oh, man. I mean, Detroit. Lions. I mean, the Mariners have never won a World Series. Yeah, but they haven't been around as long. Well, they were, what, the late 60s, right? Were they I not thought quite, they were the early 70s. Were they the early 70s? So, the Bills? Come on, man. You mm. think Dan Campbell would put up with, like, I don't know. someone interfering with numbers with what oh, he's yeah. trying how about to the do? Greatest How about the greatest front Cleveland office Browns? executive ever? Yeah, the Browns. I just feel like the, the number tampering wouldn't I mean, be something you know Dan what Campbell would be It's the Toronto to. Maple Leafs, Joe. That's who it is. Well, it has been a long, and they used to win oh, all the time. It's been a long time for a, any Canadian team, right? Yeah. Well, the Canadians think, won in 93. Yeah, and Toronto, so, I think it's been since 1967. Wow. I don't know that that's the longest because I think the Cleveland Well, it's Browns right there with that. the Browns and Lions would have all been like around. But the Browns also had a few years where they weren't a franchise. Well, well that's, that's true, true too. Oh, no, that's true. right. That is right. All right, 215-592-9494. Someone knows that answer. Let us know on Twitter. I, I don't know. I Longest of the four sports, how far back it goes, I don't know. Mike, but congrats to Theo Epstein back uh, with a team with the Red Sox. That guy, that guy's a winner. Mike in Douglasville. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing well, Mike. Hey, real quick, uh, before I jump to the fills, I, I, the first question that I need answered from whenever they do the uh, uh, 
press conference with uh, uh, God, Kellen, Kellen Moore. Yep. Is and this is going to determine if I fire the dude right now or if I cheer him <laughs> on. Did you have any hand in the play design and the play call at the very end of that last playoff game yeah. when you were in Dallas and put Zeke at center? If he had any hands on that, that dude needs to be fired. If he didn't, and it was Mike. Well, McCarthy, he probably oh, did, Mike. Yeah. He probably did. And that that hurts because that's the only thing. Well, was it 2022? Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah, so, then yeah. he did. Yeah, like that. That was him. Yeah, that, that he's the OC. Or was that, that was, twenty? Or was that twenty-one? All their playoff it, losses well, kind of run together. Yeah. It doesn't they, matter. They do it was still him. Together, but that one if play it was twenty-two or before. Oh, that's true. It's him either way. Yeah. Can you see Kenny, uh, Kenny Gainwell doing that? Uh, dude, it was the weirdest thing. The clock running out. Dak's like trying to scamper. Wasn't that on Dak though, with the clock running out? I mean, it's I just a tough remember. spot though. If the if the coordinator calls something, I mean, could he could he theoretically? I mean, it's just. I'm not saying it speaks great to Dak, but if the guy calls it, he calls. It's tough. I just remember Dak being blamed for that. Well, I don't remember the exact play, but I remember him being blamed yeah. for well, he was the 11 seconds. Yeah, it was the whole thing was weird. Was I, Mike, what was your? Uh, you said a Phillies point. Yeah, I, I need the Phillies to, to start up like right now. Like, I don't care about the pitching order or the batting order. Put Rojas versus Schwarber last and whoever you want pitching. I just want baseball. I cannot freaking wait. Um, and maybe I played a little bit too much MLB The Show with my kid, but um, I don't care about this ready-lefty thing. Um, I know you can't have an entire lineup of lefties or an entire lineup of Well, that's what the, let me just say something. The Yankees were dumb for about seven years in a row. Right, 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 right. You, you do have to have some counterbalance. I mean, the Yankees finally have Soto and some others. But it's not, you know, it's not like a nothing issue. You don't want to just roll up there with all the same dudes. Absolutely. But uh, either way, go get me Cody Bellinger. Get me another bat, uh, and let's just figure it out once you get there. All, All right, right, Mike, give me an answer here for a unique tradition. You can win four Flyers tickets. This tradition bothers the heck out of me, and when I had to do it, it was super awkward. But when you're at a wedding reception and the bride sits in front of all your friends and family in front of everybody and you have yeah. to go up her dress this in front of answer. everyone and grab a garter, you got grandma sitting in the back doing <laughs> it all. Such like, a good what answer. Is happening here? Yeah. That's pretty great. good answer. That's a great totally answer. Totally agree. Yep. Devin, will you do that? No. So I was actually going to use that as my answer, but none of my friends who've gotten married have done that. So it wasn't really like a, a reality. Yeah, it Is it seems like, steam? yeah. It like, seems I don't like know anyone just who the bouquet toss does pretty much now. Would you do the bouquet toss, Devin? Yeah, the bouquet toss like, is would fun. would I catch it? No. Well, no. Uh, two things. Would you care to catch it, which people 20 years ago cared mm-hmm. to catch it? And second question. So do people reject it now? Like, well, my point is, like, would you seek it out? Like, I've been to weddings. Some women where, used to where, kill each other. People women out of, other out of the way is the question. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you that person? No, definitely not. All right. Would you, upon getting married, throw it? Would you keep that tradition? Sure. Why not? It's fun. That's yeah, a I mean, fun it's really thing. harmless. Put, put my, it's fun. Yeah. my passing skills to use. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Quarterback abilities. <laughs> <laughs> Better than that. What was that picture of the Novacare complex or whatever? You're in that football game? Oh, when uh, Breland and I are like colliding with each yeah, other—that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and there's yeah. that third person. You got your face like in the middle. Your face yeah. is all contorted. Oh, iconic! John, have you se- iconic. Photo. Have you seen this picture, John? I think no. I showed you guys uh, like around oh. the time when I it happened back in June. I'll show you. Again. See if you can get up on social media in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, John's got to see bad. this. It is a. It's 
It's hysterical. <laughs> it is a ridiculous picture of Devin. All right, let's Joe, get... real quick, I have what? the answer to the question we asked a second ago. Uh, so technically, the Arizona Cardinals between multiple places are the longest. Well, but there's that makes a, sense. There's an obvious answer for the same team that's been in the same place for the longest time. I can't well, believe it. Well, hold on real quick. It. Before you say that, so the Arizona Cardinals goes, let me just go backwards. Arizona Cardinals, obviously Phoenix, but St. Louis Cardinals, and before that, Chicago Cardinals. Correct. So have they ever won? No, no, they have the longest. The Car- but, no, but have they the ever Cardinals. won? Uh, it, it doesn't look like they've never won. Uh, they won here. It's 76 Chicago- years. So I, no, they've I just, won then. Chicago yeah, Cardinals were The pretty, Chicago okay. Cardinals won. The, 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 I can't believe we did right, the game. Name the sport. Name the sport. It's baseball. A baseball team that hasn't won in a long time. It's not the Cubs and Red Sox anymore. No, but they were close with one of those. It's not the White Sox. Indians? Yes, the Guardians now. 54, yes, right? Cleveland. Uh, no, 54, they were in it. They won in 48. Bob Feller? Bob Feller, yes, sir. All right, all right. That's why I'm the hammer, but I didn't get it. I didn't, like, really get it. Joey Clayton. <laughs> Joe, good you morning. You wrong like a second before, but yes. <laughs> hey, By the way, you know, the Flyers might be in the top five or seven of this. Hail to the hammer. Yeah, they're up there. They're getting I'm sorry, Joe, what'd you say? Hail hammer. Oh, sir. Hail to the hammer. The floor is yours. Oh. I'll take as much time as you want. 200 over 500. Oh, enough, please. And that was my blood pressure for watching the Eagles this year. <laughs> you know, Joe, they should have hired me to be the head coach. I, uh, yeah, I'd show them how to win. Listen, I've been trying to get this to you for a long time, Hammer. Hmm. In Rocky. Oh, boy. In the first round, when Rocky knocks down Apollo Creed. Yes. Apollo Creed is on his ass for 12 seconds. Wow. Didn't know it. You can fact check that. Rocky you sure? You out. sure about that? Go check it. I will. Go put a clock on it. Wow! And there's no slow motion, to the best of my memory, right? Right. You could pull it up and you could check it. I did it a half a dozen times. Okay, I will check that. That is fascinating. Joe, do you? Seconds. Joe, do you know? So this is a world title on the line here, yeah. and you've got. And a referee who took 12 seconds to count? Like, this, right. this would be a, a worldwide fiasco. Well, hold on. We have one of them, and you guys might forget it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my recollection in Tyson Douglas, Tyson knocked Buster Douglas down, and he was down for more than 10 seconds, but he wasn't ruled out. Yes or no? Anyone remember this? Uh, I, I think remember. they replayed Vaguely. I think he got up at, at nine and a half. I think, no, yeah. uh, no, according to the freaking yeah. judge, but I think it was actually like ten and a half or 11 seconds. Seltzer, see if you can look that one up. That's... And also, Rocky is down in the 14th round for 13 seconds. Yeah, but we don't count that one. We were rooting for Rocky. Nah, nah, <laughs> yeah. should have been over. Rocky and plus, Mick was saying, down, Rocky. down, stay down. Right? That whole thing. All right, Joe, great, great knowledge here. Give me a unique tradition. Uh, I would say the, the, the worst of the worst is probably the State of the Union address. The State of the Union. I like the State of the Union. I mean, that's part of the Constitution. Jeffrey Lurie is, or the actual country. Oh, yeah. Well, the State of the Union <laughs> yeah, is not a tradition point. anymore. Joe, you're right. Uh, people say anywhere from 12 to 13 seconds. Buster wow. Douglas was down for. I mean, that's I a disaster that. for Mike Tyson if you're, you know, the judge. 12 to 13? Yeah, that's insane. 12 to 13 seconds. Like, that's, that's, he got robbed. All right, Mike that's Tyson. Sad. Mike Tyson Truly. never lost to Buster Douglas. Didn't happen. All right, that was John, devastating at the time. Oh, it, it was, it, oh. 
So oh. did people pick up on this back then? Because it, I didn't notice it wasn't this. That, I was not much. Because it was in what Tokyo or something. Yes, it yeah. was. But I mean, seriously, twelve to thirteen is not like ten point one. Like if you're saying it was twelve to thirteen seconds, I mean, my God, judge, referee, that's a lot guy. Of, yeah, that's it. That's a that's disgrace. huge. <sighs> that's a long time. All right, John, did you just see the photograph of Devin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, real quick, before oh. we go forward, Devin, uh-huh. is the picture yet on it's social ugly. media? So it's, yeah. I'll, I'd like I'll people to be able to it. see it themselves I'll and react. I'll retweet it on uh, the morning show account. All right, she so, sort of got posterized almost in, in the way that she looks missing a ball. Like, all right, so, but if you really look at it, so I believe it, it was a it's it's your fall. face. Your problem is the face. My eyes are completely closed. <laughs> but it kind if you look at it the right way, it could be a genius defensive play. Like I, I could be tipping the ball into my teammates' hands. Yeah, but you're not. I'm so not. Were you on defense? But I could have been. I was on defense in this photo. Yes. And the eyes closed. The eyes are thing. completely closed. So <laughs> that doesn't help. If it, if it, but what does help? Breland did not catch the ball, so it it was an incomplete pass. So I call that a success. Oh, you're like Jalen Mills. You got up and did the finger whack. Yeah, yeah like, no, pretty no. much. That's it's really bad technique with <laughs> it's the, the closed eyes. It's terrible. But that's she did, great. She did succeed in her effort. I mean, I her did. goal was accomplished. Well, it we'll looks have that like on you're smelling media. something horrible or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is the face that's the funniest part. It's great. All right, let's go to Geo right now. Hi, Geo. Hey, how you doing? How, how you guys doing, Lauren Crew? Doing well, Geo. All right, so I, I want to start off um, real quick. You guys had mentioned about breaking legs. Um, kind of where that came from oh, yeah. <laughs> real quick. Uh, so um, that's from, I believe it's from 19, like 20 or 1930 or something like that. But it's, um, hope you like get into a cast, right? So like they would say, you know, break the leg oh, for an audition so that you're in the wow. cast. That's good. That's real. And it makes perfect. Right. I've heard a lot of stuff though. Like I, I've heard a yeah. lot of things that seem like they make a lot of sense. Well, that, Just like that. That, that. that makes a lot of but sense. But that makes a lot, a lot sure of sense. Sure does. So it's not right? John Wilkes Booth. Okay. But <laughs> no, John no, Wilkes Booth kind of uh, makes sense, too. Yeah, but it, it, this guy's got the facts, and he's got the facts. Well, how do, you, how do we know that these are the facts? They're, yeah. Well, uh, he's a, a caller, John. Do you think he's lying? <laughs> so this yeah, is contested, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, for what it's worth. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So there, there Gio, are do you have a retort theories. to the, to the, the retort? Uh, you know what? No. I mean, it, listen, it, uh, this, is, this is just uh, you know, something that I was told a long time ago. I think it was one of my teachers or something like that All right. in middle school or high school. We, we got into it, and, and that's what I was told, and it just kind of always stuck with me. Fair enough. Um, so, so, Gio, so Gio, it, may, you can it win, may be, it may not be. You know? Gio, you can win four Flyers tickets to the outdoor game. What's a unique tradition? So uh, in, in our family, we did like the Christmas pickle. Um, so I, I grew up in a big family, one of 13. So what my wow. parents did and uh, what they did in their families growing up was they hid a tiny little green like pickle ornament somewhere on the tree the night before. And then, you know, you had to find the pickle. And if you found the pickle, you got to open up the first present. All right. The Christmas nice. pickle. Very, very nice. Let's also get to the uh, guided door and window window to the weekend. You can take advantage of Guided Door and Windows' big winter sale going on through the month of February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA. Of course, you can also visit them at goguida.com. That's G-U-I-D-A.com. Well, the weekend, what do we have up ahead? Well, first off, we've got an NHL All-Star Games. Games. 
Uh, I don't know. I, the whole thing confuses the heck out of me. I think they break up in like four teams, and I don't know if it's a round robin or what the heck it is. But uh, congrats to Travis Connecting and the other NHL All-Stars. So NHL All-Star uh, festivities. Thereafter, we'll have the Flyers back in action next week. Uh, what else do we have up ahead? Well, James, are the Phil's going to sign anybody? Yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Pro Bowl games for the pro football, uh, for the pro football variety. Of course, eventually the teams will make the trip for the Super Bowl out there to uh, Las Vegas. And, uh, but it, but I think it's important it's to look, at, those, look I mean, at the Pro Bowl college games. Hoops, college hoops. Look at the Pro Bowl games to see how Jalen is working on his, like, interaction with the other guys. I don't like, I it, agree. No, it is important. Can. The team wants him to work on that. It does matter. I, I hope he does better than what I saw last night because it felt like he was a little bit uncomfortable. Steph? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. looked like yeah. he was smiling. I know, I know. Fun. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm reading too I much into it. I just don't want people. I don't want people to read too much into it. No, but I am going now. to read a lot into it, and I'm going to watch him <laughs> on the sideline. I'm excited to watch him and There's see how no things stop look. And John, let's do what we do every single day at this time. All right, first thing I want to say, I didn't watch that Pro Bowl nonsense last night, and I didn't even know Hurts had made it. Did he make it because Purdy, Purdy made the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, well, fair enough. Gardner right. Minshew also made it, so <laughs> just to show you where the Pro yeah. Bowl is at right now. That's Listen, I will say this, and I said it back then. The Jets should have traded for Gardner Minshew and gotten a real quarterback. I mean, they still had a salvageable season. They blow it. Um, and I do believe Gardner Minshew is a legitimate starter. He's a back-end starter in pro football, but I think he's a How tw- anybody survived at the Jets is beyond uh, me. Ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. That, that was an outright, utter disaster. A disgrace. All right, Times Yours brought to us by Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. Discover the nation's best-kept secret and switch to Xfinity Mobile. Now at the best price for two lines of unlimited. Let's hit it with Times Yours. Did you see Jalen Hurts in the Pro Bowl games last night? No. He was smiling, laughing, and interacting with players. Well, at least we know he can do it. How about trying it with the Eagles now? (laughs) There you go, John. He's doing it. He's working on it. Wow. Thank you so much for having Jim Salisbury on talking baseball. I am so sick of the heartless Eagles and Jalen Wentz. Let's focus on the good thing, baseball. Oh, man. I got to write that down. Please don't. Jalen Wentz. Oh, I hate that. Oh, wow. it, it might be, though, James. I mean, I don't want it to be. No. Nope. No, 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 no. There is no Wentz. it might oh, be. Oh, that guy it might is just, not. He just Joe. opened up Pandora's box. Oh, no. Yo, Hammer, you know what argument I always hate in sports? You know, did this team lose or did this team win? I hate that. But it actually applies for Beat the Hammer. You never win. They lose every That's week. That's not true. These are bum contestants. Not true. I could tell that guy knew his stuff. I mean, I didn't hear, obviously, his, his answers, but I could tell talking to the guy. The guy sounded smart and all that good stuff. Guys, those, those are hard questions today. I mean, I, look, when I only get two, that's like that's a sign that it was a hard series of questions, which they You were. just pat it yourself on the back. You answer yourself right. there, big 100%. dog. 100%. Wow. You know, you know what we pat Ted Williams on the back for? Maybe it just sucked this week. We pat Ted Williams on the back for a four on the back for a four hundred batting average, four oh six to be precise. Um, you know, two out of five ain't bad. Wow, the fourth sixer ever to have a multiple fifty point games in a season and to do it on the night that you were and you were got your first 
All-Star game. Welcome back, Tyrese. Good job. Time's yours. No question. No question. He's got to hold, hold steady while the big guy's out, however long he's out. And with that, time's yours. We shut it down. The Time's Yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and complaints. Call 215-238-4500. All right, let's talk to Mary. Now, James, is this the Mary in Mayfair? Mary in Mayfair. Oh. Like, this is the classic Mary in Mayfair? Mary in Mayfair. The classic Mary in Mayfair, Mayfair, sir. I don't I'm feel like one. we've talked in 10 I'm years. I'm the one. Hello? Hi, Rhea. Big shout-out to Rhea Hughes first. Mary, how you doing? Good, James. James, there we like go. I, You're like on. I said, a big shout out to Rhea. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. The Dodgers are going to not only win the National League, they're going to go to the World oh, Series. Oh, come on. Maury Wills isn't a Dodger. Yeah, Maury Wills. It off. Don't give me Maury Wills. I got the murderous row with Otani, Benson, Friedman. We'll start there. And Yamamoto, <laughs> we got the picture. They spent $1.1 billion. It's unbelievable. Season. Mary, did you Let and me... Baseball George ever meet each other? Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, I think it was, may he rest in peace, something to do with Steve Fredericks when he used to be at the Neshaminy Mall on wow. Christmas. Yeah, we did. That's amazing. And I'm one of three callers in the WIP Caller Hall of Fame. So who are the other two? I think Baseball George is one. Is it Sports Jerry? Uh, I'm is not sure Levi about in? that. I think Levi's Levi. Oh, Levi's Levi, right? definitely in. That's right. It's Levi. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, and I got a little trivia for you to take us out on out. Uh, this is going to be too easy, but go ahead. All right. Well, so, all right, maybe. Then I'll take my hat off. You're the best team voted the best team in the first 50 years of the NBA was the 66-67 Sixers. Could you name me the starting lineup? I could name you probably three or four. So I got a Will Chamberlain. I got a Hal Greer. I got a Chet Walker. Right, Chet the Jet. I got a, um, I believe Billy C. off the bench, but I'm not, that's not a final answer. Billy C. off the bench. Come on, no stone. Okay, I got three. I've got, um, I think there's one more Hall of Famer. Um... I think I am. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, I'm out of. Uh, Wally Wally Jones. Wally Jones was one. All right, I'm at four. Hold on, hold on. One more. Backcourt guy. Say it again. Who was Hal? Who was Wally Jones's partner on the backcourt? Well, he said Hal Greer already. I thought Hal Greer was a guard. Um, One more guy. I'll say uh, Johnson. (laughs) Wrong. Smith. You were close with Jackson. Jackson. Jones. Jones. Lucius Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jackson. Okay. Well, I really the almost could have gotten that. Close, man. <laughs> yeah, voted the greatest team in the NBA in the first 50 years. And by the way, you hear this load management nonsense? Yep. And I got to blow this out of the water. Embiid is not the greatest sixer ever. Will Chamberlain. Well, of course he's not. Of course he's not. Will yeah, Chamberlain yeah. averaged one season 48 and a half minutes. Yeah, it was a little selfish, though. He should have taken a blow and been yeah, better, better for the playoffs. Yeah, the came with the two yeah. overtime games. He was a little, was a little stat heavy in his focus. Yeah. All right, Mary, yeah. great, great, great call. We need, we need Mary and Mayfair to call us more often. Let's turn too quickly here. We're looking for a unique tradition. John in Allentown. John, give me a tradition. Oh, my God, what an honor to speak to the hammer. Wow. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Uh, not, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> okay. we're, moving, we're, 
moving on from John. That's from John of the week next week. I've hung up on John. Scott wow. and Barrington. Scott, give me an answer. Uh, going down to the Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah, that's a unique uh, tradition. Fair enough. Yeah. A lot of people near coast do that, so I wouldn't call it Super that unique. Easy. All right, I lied. I didn't actually hang up on John. I just put him back on hold. He had to go with the penalty box. <laughs> John, give me I'm an sorry, answer, buddy. my man. Hey, white out. White out at Penn State, man. Sure. It's the most amazing thing. I, I, I like that answer. All right, we got to come up with a winning answer here, guys. For unique tradition, we've had some great answers, including take me out to the ball game. The running of the Bulls. That's a great one. That was the, the one that stuck out. That is so unique. One. Presidential pardon of the turkey, the mummer's parade, and the bride up the dress and out to the crowd. That's another good one. I think it's running of the Bulls or the bride. Yeah, I, I those agree. are mine, I like too. the Bulls. Okay, John's the Bulls. Seltzer, you are? I think I'm the Bulls, too. It's, it's so unique. Uh, I'm going to go with the garter on the Okay, 2-1. Rhea? I like the Bulls. And the Bulls it is. Congratulations to Drew with the answer of the running of the Bulls. A great answer. A lot of good answers today. Everyone, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening to us this week. Of course, we'll talk to you on Monday. Joe and Hugh, they are up next. Talk to you uh, on Monday. Thanks to everyone from Borgata on 94 WIP. Martin! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.